Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 289, recorded on July 23rd, 2020. On tonight's episode, we're back, Marty's back, we had a mini direct, and we discussed third-party games appearing elsewhere that affects how Nintendo somehow, so we'll talk about that. Jesse, cue the music. good that music sounds after being away for almost a month guys it is episode 289 of nintendo dads i'm marty estes and joining me on the show tonight uh mr tim off you've already heard him jesse waldack he's here with us as well jesse how are you doing pretty good yeah so we were off last week so justin did a little mini episode uh, on a road trip so we called that 288 and a half and then Yesterday, he dropped off another one for me to edit and post. So I'm like, well, we still want to do 289 tomorrow, so I'll call this 288 and three quarters. So if you haven't yeah, heard that yet, it's on the feed. <laughs> yeah, if, and if you want to hear it, what you got to do is take your trolley and aim it toward platform nine and three quarters and just run. And you'll run right into the audio. All right. Uh, Jesse, you guys got some storms this week, right? Because we did. Uh, we had a little bit, not a lot. We got some storms, knocked out our power this morning. That's always fun. Oh. Uh, we had more rain than storm, you know, enough that, mm-hmm. you know, we got some, we got some leakage in our basement, but uh, not a lot of lightning. We didn't get a lot of lightning. Leakage is what happens when you start to get older. Just letting you know. Uh, I'm not ready for that yet. Tim knows. Boo, Tim, boo. Tim knows. Tim's 45. He, he knows all about it. Tim, how you doing? I'm older than he is. <laughs> and I still don't want to know. <laughs> Hold on. I'll be back. i got to change my pants. <laughs> Adam oh, and John, man. this is what you get to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing fine. How about you, Marty? You doing good? Man, I, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's it's good to be back. Um, and we'll talk about that here in just uh, a few minutes. But uh, hopefully things going well for you. I know, Tim, lately, uh, I know for a month or so there, you were like furloughed off work, but you've gone back to work and... Yeah, I was actually off for three months. Three months. And you think that you would be able to play all the games in the world, but nope. Nope. Oh, no, no. Yes, and I'm sure we're going to hear about your experience. Yeah, let me tell you what I learned over the last two and a half (laughs) weeks. Uh, But guys, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff, uh, including uh, hopefully not too much about our personal lives. That's probably not what you want to hear. But we've got a little bit of news that we want to talk about this week. Uh, as well as what games we've been playing and all that good stuff. So, Jesse, why don't we dive right into the news? Hit that music. And, uh, you know, our news each and every week is brought to us by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where for just a dollar a month, you can join in uh, and be a part of one of the best dang communities in all the internet. It may be the best community. Well, I mean, let's just be honest. It might be the best community uh, in, on the internet. Uh, at least that's what people say. I mean, we're not, I mean, we try, but it, it's not just us like pumping ourselves up. No, it's, it's actually people. Uh, and we want to say thank you to each and every one of you who is uh, over there. Tim, why don't you uh, do, do something for me here real quick? Because I'm trying to pull up our new patrons. Um, so that we can publicly recognize them. That's what we do on the yes. show. Because we like uh, to be prepared. So, 
Right. It yeah. It, it does. <laughs> it does pay to be prepared. But Jesse, I've been gone for a month. I, I got to ease oh, back into this. Okay. We're never, like, repa- I'm, I'm we're never prepared, so it's okay. It's normal. I'm While trying. you're preparing, I yeah, do. So have why don't you just in- yeah, just Discord. talk about what's going on over there and uh, in Discord. I can see we stuff. got two new entries there Look, from a couple okay. people who jumped in. Okay, which is Bob Bob Dog, which I love these Discord names. Bob by Dog, the way. Bob Dog, and this this man. So I know they all have real names, but that's fun just saying the Discord names. But those guys joined us recently. Yeah, and so. uh, one of those. Uh, is a good friend of ours who is coming back to uh, patronage after a little bit of being away. And so whether you're a brand new patron or you've been here from the start or you're coming back or maybe you're on the edge thinking about it, guys, trust me, the Discord chat is amazing. Uh, we, You guys have helped us do so many things uh, and uh, like Monthly Mayhem spinning off into new shows like Dads After Dark, Dad Crossing, The Dinner Table. Uh, all of that is because of you. And so we're super thankful for that. And we're super People thankful doing reviews that reviews too. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. tons of stuff, tons of like literally if you, if you go over there to discord and you become a patron of the show and you would like to help with reviews, you can do that. All right. That you can do that. There's Twitch subscribers too. They yeah. get access. To yeah. Twi- Twitch. And, and here's the thing. If you're watching us on Twitch and you have a, uh, you know, a, like an Amazon Prime free subscription to Twitch, you know, each month. We would be honored if you would take that and you would put it toward Nintendo Dads. That helps people know about us. That helps us get the name out there. Uh, we're working toward getting that, um, the last requirement for Twitch partner. Uh, and so the more you can help us out on Twitch, the better. But I'm done talking about that. Um, just head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. Join up. Join us. And it'll be awesome. Before we started <laughs> the news, there's something in the chat I wanted to call out. Okay. We've been doing this for almost six years, and I don't think I've ever seen anyone use this term. Miz in the chat says, hello, Famicom Fathers. Famicom Fathers. <laughs> I like Famicom that. Famicom Fathers. I love it, baby. Uh, that, 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 that's going to be that, the next spinoff show. That, no, that needs, uh, that needs that, to be a show. That shirt. should be a title. Someone do that. that. That's that's a show title right there, Famicom Fathers. I love it. Uh, that That's comedy gold. Uh, <laughs> guys, I want to say something real quick before we jump into the news. I want to thank everybody for uh, the last couple of weeks. Tons of people, tons of fans of the show uh, reached out to me personally uh, and uh, checked up on me and my family. For those of you who are maybe listening and don't know, uh, on July 8th, uh, my wife and I took a test for COVID-19. Uh, we had been showing some symptoms uh, over the weekend after being in contact with somebody else who also ended up testing positive. That was actually what sent us to get the test on July 8th was a call from um, someone saying, hey, I've tested positive. You've been around me. You probably need to go get a test. Uh, and from there until now, we have been in quarantine. So Ju- starting July 8th until today, we literally have not really been anywhere. We've not gone outside. I've done grocery pickup. I've done like the most I've been in contact with somebody's in a fast food line. Um, and here's the thing. The first thing that happens whenever you tell somebody you've had uh, COVID-19, which by the way, we did, we, we came back positive. In fact, I came back positive. My wife came back positive. My kids came back positive. My father and mother-in-law came back positive. My two sister-in-laws came back positive. All their kids came back positive. Uh, Fifteen people in all. In fact, already had a so family did, reunion. Like 
Well, here's the deal. <laughs> we live with my in-laws and my sis- one of my sister-in-laws lives right next to us. And so we've been hanging out this entire time because she works in a bubble basically at the, cause she's a police dispatcher. So they put her in isolation when she goes to work. Her husband has been isolating and he works a job where he just works, he's works at a, at a, he makes books. Uh, and so he like, he mans his machine by himself and doesn't even go to the break room. Like he's been taking all kinds of precautions. So we're the ones who brought the plague home <laughs> to everybody. Uh, and it was like 4th of July weekend. We were all together. It was like that. Uh, sister-in-law from Texas was up. Of course, we didn't test her kids because they were like five and seven and one, but they had symptoms. They had fever. But here's the thing. Like the first thing anybody ever asks is like, well, what symptoms do you have? You're running fever, right? You got chills. You're coughing. No. July 2nd, I lost my taste and smell. I got a little bit of congestion. That was it. That was the only symptom that I had. Now, I've had an occasional like dizzy spell, just sitting down and like look up and be like, whoa. You know, uh, and a little bit of stomach discomfort. But other than that, it was fine. My wife had um, a little bit of a, a little bit of a worse go with it. There were a couple of days that she was struggling to breathe and couldn't catch her breath and was coughing a little bit. So far, out of all fifteen of us who had it, uh, only thirteen of us, or, or all thirteen of us, were are mild. My sister-in-law and brother-in-law that live right next to us, they have had some some hard days with it. Uh, feeling run down and just tapped out. Uh, he was in the hospital for a couple of days, but uh, and they put him on the COVID floor, but come to find out it was more his blood sugar than anything. Uh, but, you know, it's all connected. But here we are where we tested uh, on the 8th. We didn't get our results until last Thursday. The quarantine was already up. But because my kids tested on Monday, we decided to do the quarantine with them. And just all stay in and be sure we were taken care of. Uh, and so here we are. That's why I've not been on the show. Uh, try and, and not been as active on social media and different things, trying to get back into that, but also Paper Mario. Uh, played a lot of that and finished it today. So, uh, thank you, quarantine, for basically ruining the only first party game that Nintendo has for the rest of the year. Cause that's all I play. <laughs> M- Marty, uh, make sure it's clear though. You didn't come on the show because you were trying to make sure we didn't get infected because that's not how it works. But right. the reason why is because yeah. that, that's a different you, type no, of virus. No, no, so so yeah, that's a good point. I'm glad you said that. Um, so this room that I'm in, most I think most people know this. This is my office at work. So if because I was quarantined, right <laughs> uh, yeah. If you're watching right now, you know, like I podcast from my office because our internet at home is terrible. And so because I was under quarantine, I decided to be really strict about that and follow the rules and regulations and just stay home because I didn't want to even get it anywhere, right? I didn't want a chance running into somebody uh, or whatever. So uh, it was really great, like the first five days. Like I was like, man, I could step as late as I want, and sleep and uh, you know, do all this by like day seven or eight. I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get out of this house. This is time. I've yes, got like, yes. I need to, like, I found myself like, what can I put on my grocery order? Uh, what do we need? <laughs> Not really, what did we need? Like, what can I buy to get me out of this house just to take a drive to Walmart or order Kroger? Uh, but yeah, so I, I just, I'm gonna sum all that up to say thank you guys for checking on me. Thank you guys for bearing with me. Um, 
I had a very mild case, but let me just be real clear that the disease sucks. The virus is terrible. And we took every precaution, right? Like we, we when we, we wore masks going out, we did all that. We're still doing that. I'm not going to be like one of those guys and be like, well, I had it now. I'm just going to go do whatever I want, you know, because I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, with it being yeah, so I mild, I don't I think it's too soon to tell whether yeah what the antibodies so, how long they last. Uh, we're dads, and we're and we're you know family friendly around here. So as the one among us who's had this and seen it go through his family, let me let me do a Nintendo Dad's PSA here. It would be great if we had some like piano music, some full house style piano music behind here or whatever. <laughs> Wear a gosh darn mask. All right, wear the mask. Whoa! Stop doing it, or I'm gonna come over to your house, baby, and hit you with a plunder. Upside the head. <laughs> it's easier to wear a mask than it is to get hit by the bionic elbow from the American dream. All right. Anyway, <laughs> wear a mask. Wow. Uh, so wash your hands, wear a mask. Wash your hands, wear a mask. <laughs> Don't cough on people. I've heard people doing that in the news. <laughs> like, like they try to avoid, you know, people and people try to cough on them on purpose. What kind of person does that? that a word we can't say. On Nintendo Dads. Rude. That's, you can say that one. That wasn't the word that I was saying that's rude. How rude. Uh, let's, enough about me. Enough about me. Let's talk about let's talk about news and headlines. This is what people want to hear. Uh, before we get into it, I just want to, we just want to give you a PSA, another PSA here, public service announcements uh, are rampant tonight here at Nintendo Dads. If you have uh, not already... You need to update your switch uh, to 10.1.0. I believe that was last week when that came out. Uh, and apparently there is a pretty critical update for Joy-Cons with us because uh, internet, uh, the internet went kind of rampant after the update that Joy-Cons and other controllers, I think specifically it was just Joy-Cons, were not working like they were supposed to. Uh, and my son even experienced this today uh, as he was filming a YouTube video. Uh, like right before he, he was like, my, my Joy-Con's not working. I was like, well, did you updated your controllers? He's like, I didn't know you could do that. Cause I always <laughs> do it for him. Yeah. You know, like I always make sure, like I update them all, like we connect all the controllers and have a big update party. And, and um, the fact that Joy, I don't think early on they could do it, but now even the, the Joy-Con can be re- remotely updated. Yes. So if you have like, Eight Joy-Con connected and say update it, it'll scan every one of them. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, just lay them out on the table, make sure all the lights are lit up, and hit update controllers. And I, I, I uh, have that with my NES controllers, the Pro controllers, and my and four Joy four Joy-Con. And the update only happened on the Joy-Con, not the others. Yep. If you uh, if you do that on only left Joy-Cons, it takes about 30 seconds. If you do it on right Joy-Cons, about 10 minutes later, go make a cup of coffee uh, <laughs> and come back. I don't know what about the right, I guess because all the sensors in the right Joy-Con and the IR and all that, it takes a little bit longer. But, man, they, they like to hang on. And they also, I noticed with this update, they like to disconnect at 99% and then make you do it over again. I didn't have that That's problem. That's real fun. I don't have that problem. I had that problem with two of my right Joy-Cons. So, kind of fun. Um, All right, so big news this week, guys. Nintendo Direct Mini uh, launched on Monday. 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 The rumored... Eight minutes and 41 seconds. This is the rumored Monday podcast, or Monday Direct, that actually happened. Yep. uh, It was eight minutes and 41 seconds of disappointment. 
uh, otherwise known as my wedding night. Uh, and so, uh, that no, my this hey, is probably, Randy. yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about some of the, let's talk about all the things that were announced here. Uh, and let's talk about also the fact that if you really want to see more games that were announced, uh, by Nintendo, you can go and look at the Japanese version of this, which was chock full of games. Uh, I don't understand why we didn't get all of these games. I'm, I'm, I guess some of them aren't getting localized or whatever, but some of them are. Some of them are already being announced. And I, had, and I thought there was only two games they mentioned. Was there more that we didn't get? Uh, I think it was two games that were, they mentioned that that weren't in our yeah. presentation. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what those games were. That's what I call chock full, Jesse. Okay. Okay. You confused uh, me. So uh, with your high tech uh, terms. It's like a, it's like a, what, what was Justin say? Schwackload. It's like a schwackload of games <laughs> that were announced. That's been a while since that turn's been thrown around. Yeah. Um, so they open up the video with uh, news about Cadence of Hyrule DLC. By the way, this is not the game that I saw getting DLC, uh, just to be honest. Uh, but the, uh, the DLC pack, there's three DLC packs. A character pack, a melody pack, and Symphony of the Mask. Characters add in uh, about six new or five five new characters. Uh, pack two adds in 39 new songs. And pack three adds in Skull Kid and an entirely new adventure. Uh, and these are available now, August and September. And you can get them for $15. Now, the cool thing about that is... If you buy the bundle, you get one of those packs for free. Yeah, individually, they're $6, $6, and $10. Yes. So you would be paying $22 when instead you can pay uh, $15. There's also a digital bundle that's coming out with the game and the season pass, and that will be uh, $39.98. And a physical version, which includes everything, uh, is available on October 23rd. Uh, is that is that digital bundle already yes. out? That, okay, so it's can, already out. You can buy that on eShop today, and then you'll you'll get the game. You'll get pack one to, right now, along with the season pass bonus, and then packs two and three as they are released. Yeah. Did Did you guys play this game? I did, for, and I only got like an hour into it before I was I was unhappy with it. Uh, yeah. Bit. Um, I know people loved other people loved it and great, but you know, I thought there was other I thought the music I was, was I thought the music was brilliant. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought the art direction was brilliant. Uh, I beat two bosses and never went back. You got two bosses more than me, <laughs> Tim. Tim, did you play it? Yeah, I just did it a little bit uh, at the very beginning, that little bit of the tutorial. Uh-huh. But something else grabbed my attention away from yeah, that, and this- I never went back. Like, I remember when it was announced, I went, oh, that looks awesome, right? Uh, And then I was so excited to download it and play it, and it just didn't grab me. Like That was last year's E3 Shadow Drop, wasn't it? Yes, I believe so. Uh, And somebody, if that's not right, you can correct us. Um, I I just, like, this is not a game that I thought would get DLC. Like, I knew there was some hype for it and a lot of praise for it, but I didn't think it sold all that well. And it makes me wonder, why? <laughs> like, why, why no, DLC think, for this? 
know, you know, the, you yeah. know, the original game of being twenty five dollars, you know, that was you know, a lot of people picked yeah. it up for just for the music alone. It's probably worth the twenty five dollars. Sure. Why? Why is probably because of COVID, maybe. Um, I mean, I'm guessing they probably would have done it anyways. But if they can't do big games full on, you know, they look looking for other ways to make money. Honestly, the the DLC yeah. does does make me want to dip back into it because some of the problems that I had with the game uh, was like here. Here's my problem with the game. Like, I feel like you have to constantly be in motion, right? Like, and that gets tedious to stay with the beat. You have to constantly be moving. And sometimes Zelda doesn't really lend itself to that. You can there is you, there was a mode where they only move when you move. So if you need to, uh, to take a minute and think about things, you you can take all the time you want. Yeah, I, I probably need to try it in that mode and give it a give it a fair shake. But I was like I didn't really appreciate. It, it seemed like it was kind of a steep difficulty level in some ways, and a little unfair and like going through somewhere and then the enemy's coming right back and it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, I have to fight these things again or I have to do this thing again. I have to unveil the the secret staircase for the 50th time. You know, I don't know. <laughs> it just, it didn't click with me. If you like it, great. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I've, I've got it. I don't even know. 15 bucks for, for a game that I don't know about, may, I may not buy it. Uh, also shown off was Rogue Company, which is yet another squad-based shooter coming to Nintendo Switch. It's already out. Adjusting uh, game. Yeah, it's adjusting <laughs> game. Well, here here's the deal. Like I like I'm I feel like sure this is a me game. <laughs> I, I, I feel like this is a push to get out before Apex. That's what yeah he was saying. That it, it, it very much felt and and another thing that I felt like it was like. Uh, they started showing the new character. His name is Glitch. And I was like, this is just Payday 2. Because, <laughs> you know, when they when they shut off Payday 2 for the Switch, like the big reveal was that there was a new character who had like the animated digital mask. Didn't Watch Dogs 2 also do that? Well, Watch Dogs yeah. 3. This is, I was mentioning this when I was doing the uh, the live reaction to this. And I was like, wow, this looks a lot like Watch Dogs 3 or Watch Dogs legions or legends or whatever it's called yeah um and that's what it reminded me a lot of at the very beginning i just like my son and i were talking about this he's like oh condola rogue rogue company and i was like but you're already you've already bought the season pass for Fortnite, and you've already been talking about how excited you are for apex legends to come to the switch why do you need another shooter because he has the time, maybe? I don't know. No, don't he know doesn't have the time. We can't play this game at home. So we have to oh, come yeah. here to my office gotcha. to do any of it. It's like for two weeks, guys, for two weeks of quarantine, you know what? All I've heard, guess I'm not going to complete the battle pass this time. Guess I'm stupid COVID. And I'm stupid like, COVID. And I finally, one day I looked at him, I was like, buddy, the world does not revolve around you and your battle pass. <laughs> I am tired of being blamed. He's because he literally said, "If you hadn't gotten sick, <laughs> it's well, your fault. All your God forbid. Let me put on my my invisible microbial virus shield so you can go play <laughs> Fortnite." Well, I anyway. mentioned this to Justin. Is like these these games are very interesting, and I want to play them, but I can't play them en- enough to be worth it for me because it would be 
like when I started getting into uh, Call of Duty, mm-hmm. I didn't play them enough to get good enough to be able to stay in the game long enough it's, to make them a value for me. <laughs> you got to turn it into a second job if you want to be competitive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, And there's so many free-to-play shooters like this that, you know, I mean, we're going to have Apex, we're going to have Fortnite, we're going to have this. Like, you can't play all of them, right? It's kind of like Realm Royale. It went nowhere because... Pick, you know, pick Fortnite's one and king. be good at it. <laughs> yeah, and people do. People did. They picked right. Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, and and it was around that time, too, that Fortnite was cooling off, and a lot of people were saying, well, I'll just go to the other system and play Apex. So, yes. you, you know, I don't know. Uh, so that's out. Uh, you Like, right now, there's three bundles in the eShop for this that you can get right now and have access to the game. It will become available to download free-to-play later on in the fall is what the the eShop page says. So you can wait till then and see if you like it, you know, yeah. and, but I don't know that I would dive in uh, right now. I know we got some codes. Uh, and I'm, cool. not say, I'm not saying that it's a bad game. It's just, I'm saying that maybe it's bad timing. I don't know. Th- this announcement in the middle of the, like they wasted two minutes. I was timing every game announcement. As I watched <laughs> this. They wasted two minutes on Cadence of Hyrule, they wasted two and a half minutes on Road Company. Oh, and then speaking of time wasting. Oh, Jesse. <laughs> no, no. This is the only game in the whole thing that was any good. Uh, uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds is coming out September 18th, 2020. <laughs> uh, we won't waste a lot of time here. It's an arcade style beat 'em up wrestling game with superstars from all generations. So like you can have like Stone Cold versus Andre the Giants. Uh, yes. or, you know, no, you know what I noticed though is interesting is they have like Andre the Giant and The Rock and some of those old guys. Uh, no Hulk Hogan whatsoever, mm. which in my opinion is a good thing. Uh, but, or is he a hidden character? Maybe, uh, he might be a hidden character, but, uh, if, if that is also, the case, it'd be more interesting to find out if it was because WWE didn't want him or if, or if Hogan didn't want to. License his likeness. No, Hogan wants as much money as he can get. Here's the thing. Uh, they're distancing themselves from Hulk Hogan because he has made racist comments and different things like that, uh, which no nobody ever needs to make. But yeah, uh, anyway, so that's that. out September 18th, and I will be getting this game. I will be streaming this game. I so will. you're going to still get it even though it's 2K making it? Yeah. And they're, and they're, and they're but Saber Interactive making it. And they're the That's ones true. who made um, what's the basketball game? Not NBA Jam, uh, play playgrounds. Okay. Yeah. NBA playgrounds. I hated that game. Uh, I'm still <laughs> going to give this a try. Here's right. why. Here's oh, why. Well, uh, uh, there uh, is uh, the, at least the ones that were glitchy and bad were more simulation. Yes. Than, yes. Okay. Here's the thing. I have WWE 2K20, which is the last one of those they made. Okay. It's okay. Like I've played a lot of it and with my son. I like it's it's okay. My okay. thing is is there there is no 2K21 this year. That's not coming. So I'm this is this my one. wrestling game for the year. And the reason it's not coming, they're they're going to blame it on coronavirus, but really it's because 2K20 sucked really bad mm-hmm. and it right. had tons of glitches and tons of problems and they need to start from the ground up. So you're going to get this one? Are you looking at that Retromania one? Oh, abs- uh, no. No, okay. I have no interest in that whatsoever. Uh, any, unless 
a company makes a wrestling game like WWE No Mercy uh, or WCW versus NWO Revenge for the okay. uh, N64. Yeah. Uh, I will not, I don't want any other game. This brings up a deep cut. I completely forgot about him until now. Okay. An unlockable Doink the Clown. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I would love Doink the Clown. Yeah, here's the thing. Can I, I'm going to take an aside here because he's, he's gone here and he made me do it. When Doink the Clown first appeared in WWE, he was an evil clown. Yeah, I remember And he that. would come out to like this creepy carnival music and he would be like laughing and doing all kinds of stuff. And he would like take kids' signs and rip them in half and throw them into the crowd. Greatest thing ever. And then they yeah. made him a good guy. And after that, he started jumping off the top rope and landing a leg drop on people. And when they did it, they would play a whoopee cushion sound over the loudspeakers. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, stupid, stupid. Yeah. Always go for the evil clown. Well, if you get uh, that game, I'm going to have to get it. And then we'll have to do some. Online. Yes. Yes. I can, they have the only piece. thing that would make this game better, and I don't think it's in there, is if it had like a create a character function. But because those are always the best. And what we we could do is we could create the Nintendo Dads in the game and have like the Nintendo Dads Royal Rumble. Yeah. It would be 2021 Battleground. I may do it in 2K20 (laughs) anyway. I may create all of us and we'll just, yeah. Because I don't know if you've seen this like on Twitter. Uh, Gary, Gary's like, he's turned into a monster. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. He's bulking up. He shaved his head. He could probably kick all our butts. Somebody (laughs) even called it out out there. He looked like a... a, Yeah, like a wrestling villain. Um, (laughs) So from there, the last two game announcements uh, were uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3, Nocturne HD Remaster, and Shin Megami Tensei 5, which are both coming in 2021. Uh, Nocturne HD Remaster coming in the spring of 2021, uh, which probably means that five will be in the fall. Uh, at least I, I would it. think. Huh? <laughs> I believe it when I see it. Uh, yeah. So they've been calling for five since what? Since they launched the system? Yeah. Well, well here's yeah, Because yeah, five was, uh, SMT five was announced during that January 2017 right. Switch event. And this is the well, last game that hasn't yet released. Here's the thing. I think the folks at Atlas got confused. Uh, there's a different five that we want on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yes, there is. Like as soon as that that thing popped up, I was like, they "Crap, we're getting Persona." They should have seen it coming. And then they they crashed the Hindenburg. <laughs> oh, this this was me. absolutely. And I know that there's going to be some people who crucify me for this, and I don't care. This was absolutely the worst announcement ever. It was painful to watch as someone who has no history with that series and nothing. Like this was like the Xenoblade two moments of let me let me talk about my let, let me the grandfather uh you know island talk about Xenoblade two for twenty minutes in the middle of this program and clog up what is otherwise wonderful. Again, that was an E three, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, and it it let like it it let all the air out of the room. It was like a fart in an elevator. And in fact, I'm just going to say this. I, like, I, I, I feel like I typically give Nintendo a pass on a lot of things uh, because I just I always say like, oh, it's fun or, oh, you should try it or, oh, this. Uh, this was this was a giant fart in an elevator, the whole presentation. 
It was terrible. Um, like I get that it was about previously announced games, but you can't show more than five games. All I, I can think of is is that they got these out of the way because something bigger is coming. That's I, all I can think of. They, they didn't want to bury these. The thing is, is fish, even like and, and and look, I'll sit here and defend the WWE game. Like I'm going to play it, I'm going to buy it, but I didn't need to see the same trailer in the middle of the Nintendo program that. Right. 2K has already shown off. Don't waste my time. You know, put, right. put something else in there. And there's tons of other stuff that could be done. And between this and the absolutely bizarre world Paper Mario Treehouse thing that they showed with Bakugan, like this made me think, oh my God, y'all, we're back in the Wii U era. Uh, <laughs> it's bad. Uh, and, and maybe we are, maybe that's where that, that we was, are because of COVID. That because was the, like the Bakugan thing, I think is just a marketing mistake. They shouldn't have, that should have just been a soft announcement in another uh, announcement video, not its own standalone thing. We didn't, I wasn't on the show, so I can talk about this, but I love the part in the whole thing where he's like, did you say 80, 80 Bakugan? Now it's 81. <laughs> I completely missed that because I was like in shock still. Because you know, Justin and I live reacted to that announcement, and we're like, "We were you guys, like, oh yeah." And we were dumb, but I was dumbfounded. Did Shin Megami Tensei thing? Like, I again, there's people that that's for, and I'm happy. But like, it's been a long time since I've watched an entire presentation and gone. Barely any of this is for me. So you should watch Xbox's presentation. <laughs> uh oh, did we just get locked up? There's nothing else. <laughs> oh, okay. all right. We looks like we just got we locked up for a minute. We were, it looks like we're back. Yeah. Well, it says my internet connection's unstable, which it says that to me know, too. So surprise. Uh, what I was saying was like it's the first presentation where I have just looked at and been like, "There's almost nothing for me." And I, I tend to like a wide swath of games, I I feel like. You know, but none of this just really did anything. Yeah, and I know that they, they were like, oh, there's more coming, there's more coming. But, like, at this, they always put themselves in this point where the hype machine gets so out of control that everything they do is disappointing. Right, <laughs> and I right. don't understand why they do it. I just don't get it. Yeah, you know, I, I try to put myself in a mental state where you know I, I've stopped predicting things because yeah. it's I'm, it's never fun. I've, I'm never right, and it, it just put, puts a, a, an an unsustainable level of hype that I will be disappointed. So I, I've just started going into all these blank minded. I'll take. I'll see what they're going to have to have to to do, and then I'll re- decide on if I liked it or not later. And. And as an aside to this, let me not say this. So not you, many people can do that. <laughs> you've gotten into no, they can't. I mean, the Nintendo fan base has proven that they cannot roll into any kind of direct without mega hype at this point. And yeah, and, and here's the thing: I don't want to paint that in a bad way. It sounds like I am, but I think part of it comes from a very good intention place of Nintendo fans spent 2012 through 2017 on the very bottom of the barrel. And we so want people to love Nintendo again. 
right? And it's like, at least that's the way I feel about it. Like, we so want people to love Nintendo again, and people are doing that with the Switch, and people are going gangbusters with the Switch, and then they throw something like this out, and... Yeah. I believe the <laughs> phrase that my mother and father used to use when I was a kid was that went over like a lead balloon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it, and it really did. It just it kind of, it, it just fell flat. On the other hand, and we're not going to talk about this, but I just want to acknowledge it's out there. On the 20th, Nintendo comes through and basically craps all over the place. It's like the puppy who can't control themselves. Uh, even though you've told it to time and time and time again, you're like, I love you, but I'm so disappointed that you crapped all over the living room floor. And then Xbox comes in and blows it out of the water today, right? Like their presentation, from what I'm seeing, like Xbox fans are hype. They're excited. And of course, it is the launch of a new system. It's not three years in. I get it. But the, it just like to me over the past couple of months, like it looks like the amount of work that Sony and Microsoft have been able to do in the pandemic has greatly outpaced Nintendo's amount of work that they've been able to do. So uh, what, I, what I've been trying to think of, what I've been trying to think of again is, Definitely disappointing, but I'm waiting till the end of 2020 and then look at 2020 as a whole to say, okay, did they actually drop the ball completely in 2020? And was it because of COVID or was it because of some plan? Because I, I'm hoping, I guess at this point that there is a plan that they're holding back a lot of their bigger titles, the bigger announcements, because they're waiting to see what PlayStation and Xbox does with their announcements and prices and releases so that they can combat it themselves and say, okay, yeah, now that you've, you know, told us what you're doing with Xbox and you told us what you're doing with PlayStation, you told us the prices, here's what's going on with them for the holidays. Well, hold up. Here's what we're doing for the holidays. This is where you should spend your money. And this is why. So do you think depending on price on the price points of the new system, a price drop might be, in the future of this holiday season, there will be no price cut. I They're selling at two ninety nine right now, bundles? as fast as they can get in the stores. Bundles and games, as usual. You know, it'll probably it'll be bundles hopefully, and games. hopefully not a new, not the same Mario Kart bundle, but you never know because those still sold with out. the OG Switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it, Devil's Advocate here, Tim, uh, and I, I, I'm not going to tell you what I think until we talk about it a little bit, but uh, devil's advocate here. Is it that they're waiting uh, to see what the other systems do? Or is it we're overconfident because we've been in the driver's seat for a little bit? I'm hoping again, I'm hoping if I were, I'm not a marketing genius. I don't, I didn't go to marketing school, so I don't know how it's supposed to be done. But from my limited knowledge, I would think that you would want to wait to see what mar- what the other companies are doing, and then you drop then you drop the bomb on what you're doing. Un- unless they have some something with hardware related. If it, if all they have is software, I don't see what they can do differently. If PS4 is announced at four hundred dollars versus six hundred dollars, either yeah. way, it's a sixty dollar piece of software, and it shouldn't matter. So e- if they are way, holding something back, what is it? Either way. If it's a first party Nintendo game, people are going to buy it. And it doesn't matter if it's $60 or, or like you said, it doesn't matter if PS4 or PS5 releases a week before or a week after it's 400, 600, 500. It doesn't matter. People are going to buy Nintendo first party hardware. Maybe or they're software. squatting in that 
Game Boy Classic. Especially, <laughs> especially if it's a Mario collection or it's Metroid Prime Trilogy or something like that. People are going to go crazy for that stuff. You know, I mean, let's look, look, I'm making a list right now as we talk about this. Here's what we know we're not getting this year from first party Nintendo. We're not getting another Pokemon, right? Right. I mean, we're getting DLC, but we're not getting an, we're not getting a new Agreed. Pokemon. Okay. We're not getting a new Smash. We're same thing. We're getting DLC, we're, but no new game. We're not getting Breath of the Wild 2 in 2020. That would match my prediction. We're, we're, not, get, we're not getting Metroid Prime 4. I would agree with that, too. So, what's on the table? Mario remakes? Pikmin 3 again. Pik- Pikmin 3 remake, which has been rumored and rumored and rumored, which, at this point, great. Put it out. It's I think rumored as much as Mother 3 has been. The frustration with a lot of Nintendo fans, myself included, is that at least by this time, most years, we know of at least something that's coming, right? Like last year at this time, we knew Link's, Awa- uh, Link's Awakening was coming in September. We knew Pokemon was coming in November or late 2020, where they hadn't even announced a release date at that point. Blockboard knew- still thinks that Breath of the Wild 2 might be the holiday weapon. I, I'm leaning towards that too. So uh, that's the only disagreement I had with what you were saying, Marty, is Breath of the Wild is not coming until 2021, is that I don't totally disagree with that. It's a possibility that it could be totally You don't think we would have I think, I think Breath of the Wild 2 has the possibility of also coming out this holiday. You don't think we would have heard anything about it yet? No. Other than last year's yeah. E3? The only reason why I don't think we heard anything about it is because... One, they want to make sure it's ready. If it's not ready, then yes, it'll be 2021. But if it is ready, because of COVID, everything's kind of screwy. Yeah, it's hard right. to predict. Yeah, be- so, because of the unknown delays and whatnot, you know, potential potential delays. We don't know if it actually happened. But I think Nintendo for the next few games are going to do what they did with Paper Mario and not announce it until it's gold. And yeah. that's okay, but. And- like here, here's I, I guess that's okay. I say I, I say it's okay. I guess it's Let okay. Let me here's, point out one other thing too is that in the past they also didn't release holiday stuff until a show they did in August, the Tokyo Game Show. I think it was they used to do it that way. It wasn't E3. It was Tokyo Game Show time around that time is when they announced a lot of the holiday stuff. It used to be that. I, I guess that like I just it's just a weird year. A lot of Nintendo fans have gotten spoiled by 2017-2018 Nintendo. Like when the Switch was swinging hard, hitting hard, uh, we were seeing announcements, the message, the branding was on point. And I guess I'm just a little disappointed that it feels like more of a regression than a holding pattern. It doesn't feel like a holding pattern. It feels like backwards motion. And, and, and I agree with all of that. That's the problem totally. that, 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 that's what really bothers me about. And I think that's what bothers a lot of us. I'm included in that. I'm bothered by it too. I'm disappointed. I want Nintendo with guns blazing right now, not letting up, foot on the neck, like, bam, here's what we got coming out. And then on the next month, here's right. what else we got coming out. Here's what else we got coming out. Every month, something else is coming out. But 
something happened along the way. There was COVID or Nintendo was holding up to wait for what Sony and Microsoft was going to do. And COVID kind of put a delay on some of those things still. So without knowing all that stuff, it like, like we were saying, it's hard to predict. And that's why maybe I'm not as harsh is because I'm thinking COVID has something to do with it. But that's also why I'm saying at when we do our end of the year show and we talk about Nintendo 2020, if none of this stuff comes to pass, I'm definitely going to be highly disappointed because I'm, yeah. you know, it, at this point in July, I'm holding out hope. And then it'll be like our 2014 December, Wii U is a year recap. Kind of yeah. disappointing. Or 2015. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, I like what um, Third Strongest Mole said. It's not a delay if never announced. Right, which is what which is another reason why they not they're not announcing it until it's gold. Because at that point that sounds, it's it's finished. They can set whatever date they want. That sounds like another Miyamotoism. Uh a bad game is is never fixed. A delayed game can be good. Uh and there's also you, one listen. other thing that we used to say too, right? And I say used to because uh, we had one of our community members kind of like say, stop saying that. So it would be interesting. But that's high hopes, low expectations. I'm right. still waiting for an explanation on why he said, you know, he's tired of hearing that. Like what? Because we don't use that for life. Here, here's we use why, it just for Nintendo. <laughs> here's, here's why we say it. Here's why we say it. Because they put out crap like this presentation on Monday. Uh, high hopes. Low expectations. Yes, don't uh, because don't because it's a quote from Zach life. and uh, yes, we don't use it for life <laughs> things. We you know, use it we for just for Nintendo. We should have made that a T-shirt. Uh, like I'm still I'm still thinking that that's a that's a T-shirt w- w- with Zach's face on it. Yeah, high hopes, low expectations. <laughs> Not his avatar, his real face. <laughs> Actually, on the front, what I think it should say is Nintendo Dads. Five years of podcasts, and on the back it should say "High hopes, low expectations." <laughs> Somebody get on that. Cool. Um, Before we moved on from this, I did wanted to mention about the Shimigami Tensei. I might look into them. I tr- bought four and didn't like it. This was, you know, I like Persona three, four, and five, but you know, but four just. Yeah, you know, had more conversations with the demons and had a really, really high difficulty spike. I felt like I had to backtrack and grind. Like, and I was only like three hours in. I'm like, no, it's too early for that. So I don't know how three fits in with that same pattern. And definitely, no one knows what five looks like yet. So I'm, I will those just say are that like maybe on my radar. L- looking at what they've been able to do with Shin Megami Tensei Five, if that was like in-game cinematic footage. Persona Five should have no trouble running on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, definitely not. It's a PS. It's a. It runs. I can talk today. It was released on PS3 originally. Five. It was designed. Yeah, it was designed for PS3. Delayed so many well, times. It had a dual release of three and four. So well, yeah. Okay. So Atlas, <laughs> give me what I want. I want on the go. PS5. Uh, Persona Five. PS5. Um, Though I'm not sure I'd want to. I, I, I would not sure I'd want P5 vanilla again. I'd, if I bought, if I rebought it, I'd want a total royal version. Well, there you go. Just release royal on right Nintendo Switch. Uh, <laughs> anyway, continuing on with our train ride of uh, information disaster here. 
Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition will not have local multiplayer. I can understand why. It's just still frustrating. Well, because it's it's cross-platform. It's not a Switch exclusive. Uh, yep. So, you, and mobile did you read the Did you read what the developer said about this? He basically was like, they, they were like, yeah, it could, but we don't want it to. Well, that's right. That's well, what it amounted it to. It amounted okay, to. If it was Switch exclusive, it would be something else, because that would make more sense. But if, if they make it that way with the Switch, they'd have to make it that way with the PS4. And who's going to have four PS4s in the same house? And and I pointed this out before, is that uh, in a conversation, I don't remember where, but uh, okay. I think when we talked about Final Fantasy Chronicles before, but online because we were speculating online will have local but with online my family does that now with uh animal crossing they have the option of doing local and online and most of the time we're picking online even though we're all in the in the living room we pick online because it allows us to go throughout the whole house if need be so so local does it because you have to be really close with switches for that that's that's the that's my point is have both don't just yeah. don't just have online. Have both. Troy, because if you go, go back, options. the go whole options. thing about Final Fantasy but, Crystal Chronicles is that the original version of this game was local multiplayer only. Oh, was, I fully like, understand that. I'm not saying I like it, but I'm just saying I understand why they're doing I, it. Because, I just think it's a bad decision. And Ebisel, especially Ebisel, Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, Ebisel was saying no local, or I thought it was no couch co-op. And couch is co-op it? has nothing to do with it. It's just... Yeah, there's no local. Can do- if you have four switches in the same house, you have yes. to use online functionality, not local ad hoc networking. Yes. So one can one copy play four people together? Yes. Yeah, you just have to be- download the, the Yeah, the- just just like Clubhouse Games had the mini version that it can be yes. as a game client. There is will be a game client for this as well. So No, I'm talking about like if I'm sitting at home and I buy this game. Can I? Can four people play on the TV? On no. one game? No. That's stupid. Yes. That's stupid and a money grab and Square Enix, shame, shame. Well, you don't have Sorry. to pay for those copies, but because uh, they can download the free copies. But, yeah, but it, you need four switches. You still need four switches. Right. Right. Well, well no, because you can, just, if everybody's got phones. The people who can download it to oh, yeah, that's right. that's iPads or phones or Android phones. Oh, you can you play can it on play. the phone too. Yeah, the yeah mobile, I forgot about the those. mobile again because it is cross. You Still know, does change your mind. I think that I think that couch co-op not being there is. Terrible. I agree. It should. This have game. Been, I, I'm going to say this is DOA when it gets released. But sorry to add one other thing. I, let me oh, mention this. Gonna, In order to play the GameCube version the four players with the <laughs> capabilities that you had, you had to have four Game Boys. And four uh, link cables. And four oh, link cables. Oh, that's right. So, that's right. so it's to, always been, it's, it's always, always been, been a crap show. It's yep. all, it's a, oh, this Let's game see. is going to sell five copies. And uh, our family had, we, my, when that game came out, my oldest had his SP. I had my SP. My wife had hers. We connected it. We bought the game, and we, we already had those things. All we had to do was buy the extra it's cables. A great, here's the thing. It's a great concept. Terrible execution. It's, it's, yes. This, yes. You know what this yeah, is? You yes. know what this is? This is the veggie burger of video games. 
<laughs> Great concept, <laughs> terrible execution. This is like turkey bacon. Great like concept. <laughs> Great it concept, Jesse, Jesse turkey, turkey bacon. bacon. Turkey bacon is not real bacon. It is strips of tires that they've put bacon flavor See, on. You That's all it is. Ones then. You just didn't have no, good ones No, then. I'm never – I've eaten a lot of bacon and a lot of turkey bacon. There's right. no there's no good turkey bacon. Can, we're going to have to fix that because there's, there's definitely good turkey bacon. I, I challenge you to send me some turkey bacon that's good. <laughs> That will become a new show. We'll do it. You, you really want? I will do the turkey real bacon dads. Table. It'll be the the bacon the bacon table. Uh, yes, you're going to get flooded with boxes of turkey well, bacon. That's now. fine. That's fine. I'll eat it. There's a meat shortage. Uh, no, uh, anyway. Mecca, Mecca says you'll get tofu bacon. That's even worse. That's even worse. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's going straight to the garbage. If yes. if you send me that, it's there's not even frying it up. Uh, Jabbox Party Pack games are getting standalone releases. I love this. Uh, Fibbage from Party Pack 1, Fibbage XL, Quiplash from Party Pack 2. These are already available $10.99 each. Uh, Jackbox swinging for the fences here. They're capitalizing on that pandemic money. Uh, did, did I say $9.99? You said $10.99. Whatever. $10. <laughs> uh, same thing. It's a dollar. Uh, these guys, why are they doing this? I this don't know. Is, this seems like a weird strategy here. Yeah, they they did they did it originally with Drawful because for a week it was up for free on just about every platform. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was so, one cent on it was one cent on Nintendo Switch. Yeah, probably it probably free because everywhere else. probably because Switch doesn't let them do free, right? Uh, unless it's always free. Uh, but yeah, so they're they're starting to release their more popular games piecemeal. Yeah, and this is, I think it's especially weird because this is like right before they're about to release Party Pack 7. Seven. Which and looks really good, I, by the way. What I've, what I've seen of 7, I, I might, may pass on this one. Unless, unless, oh, see, I think it unless looks, their last game looks, is great, but I think it looks good. Um, that what's the, there's the one where you create something, like you create monsters or something and they fight. Uh, that looks, remember. yeah, that looks really good. I'm, I'm I don't, I don't like the creativity ones. I like the knowledge based ones. <laughs> we know what side of the brain you like. So, yes, that's left, why left I do brain. what I do for, for a career. Go. Okay. All right. Jesse, why don't you tell us, uh, a few months ago, you backed the, uh, Intellivision Amico. Yes. Uh, which is a, a brand new system coming out, uh, hopefully soon, right? They, they've uh, been advertising October 10th since 2018. And okay. so far, they're still on track for that. So what's going on with that? Okay. So I got an email from them uh, a few days ago saying that they on August 4th, they're going to have a special Amico event. So I imagine like an announcement event like we've seen with Nintendo and Xbox this, this this week, but it's weird in that they want. I think it's kind of a private thing. It's not just going to be live on YouTube. You have to. You have, they have a YouTube video that talks that does the announcement and it has a link to register, where you fill in a small survey, and then after you register, then they'll give you instructions on how to access. The live event. Nice. At that time. So again, that's August 4th at, uh, noon, noon central 
or 1 p.m. Eastern. And one of the questions was, what's your, uh, what, how do they word it? Like, what's your affiliation with Amico? It was, I'm a, I'm a fan, I'm press or something else. And I'm like, I want, can I say both? Yeah, say a fan and press, but I chose press. And I don't know if it was, if everyone had the option or only because I chose press, I had the option to ask a question, which they may answer hmm. at the end of the presentation. So that, I chose other a, and got that option as well. You did? Okay. So I did, I, I did ask a question. One, it's, you know, probably, probably a, a not very important question, but one that, you know, one that, you know, he's, he's shooting for a family-friendly system, and he wants to go on the cheap, you know, to, to be the cheaper cheaper system to get. So he's looking for the every family. Of course, not every family has internet in the house. My, my question to him was, he, he said that you can use your mobile devices as controllers by downloading a free app, and the phone communicates with the system over Wi-Fi as opposed to Bluetooth. So I asked him, does the home need to have a pre-existing Wi-Fi network or will the device act as a Wi-Fi hotspot ad hoc if needed? Mm. I think that's an important question for it some people. Yes. Well, I mean, if you're, well, like me, who right. you know, lives out in the <laughs> middle nowhere, I'm not buying the system, but I mean, I'm interested in that type of question. You know, like, are you going to force me to have to use this over my pitiful Wi-Fi connection or are you going to like Bluetooth it? You know? you know, a lot of the things, you know, sl- Atari has been putting out information about you know their system lately, and but they've I'm I'm still waiting to hear about games that I can actually buy, download, and play. Everything so far has been based on services. They've announced three different services that'll be compatible with the thing that I don't care about. I don't want to subscribe to three different services to play legacy games. I want to be able to just buy it for two bucks and play it, and that's it. I'm still so, sticking with my prediction that the Atari VCS will never exist. Well, well, that's I'm I'm having very low expectations with that one. <laughs> I also asked a question too, where my question was: Will there be demo units available to try out somewhere like Best Buy or GameStop? That's nice. They we're going to have them on floor at E3 to demo. So that would have been my first hands-on if E3 happened. So. Stupid virus keeping right. us from making YouTube videos and going out. And, <laughs> right. And then and, um, and Fortnite, finishing our Fortnite season. Right. And then uh, Tommy <laughs> said those who – and the, and the video that Tommy put out is pretty funny. They're like test stress testing the controllers, starting off with a simple drop test, and then they go bonkers. And sometimes they fail. Uh, like run over it with a lawnmower. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, look at what Mecha Dragon said. When you'll we'll, we'll get the Atari VCS, we'll uh, be Nintendo granddads by the time it comes out. Right, <laughs> right. Anyway, so so watch the we'll find that video on the Intellivision website anyway because it's kind of funny. And if if you you know register and then participate in the live stream, um, you'll there'll be those who do all that will be registered to win a Founders Edition Amico. For at launch as well, hmm. so that that's the model I already have pre-ordered. Well, okay then, maybe you'll yeah. get one. I'm hoping to win one. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Jesse's well, not going to win it. I'm going to win it. I'm. Well, that? I love of, it. You glitched out there. I said I'm going to win. 
Uh, okay, well, Luigi. Uh, hey, guys. A little interesting tidbit here as we move out of our news. Uh, if you've ever wanted to work for Nintendo, uh, we've got some stats for you. As of March 31st, 2020, the average number of employees is 2,395. Average age is 39.2. Average length of service is 13.9 years. And that salary, oh yeah, $9,350,972 yen per year. And, you know, if you want it in dollars, that's $86,583 per year. That's a pretty good salary. I want to work for Nintendo now. (laughs) I've always wanted to work for Nintendo. Sign me up. (laughs) Uh, I can uh, help. Mole says, sounds like my uncle. I, I uh, I can help. Not do direct minis like they did on Monday. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, guys, you know what August 1st is? It's a date on a calendar. It is a date. It is a date on a calendar. But, but it happens to be August, a Saturday. It is a Saturday. Apparently, August 1st is going to be pretty significant uh, for Nintendo. Uh, if you've been uh, buzzing around the news lately, uh, the new Lego Super Mario sets are released on August 1st, as well as the Lego Nintendo set, uh, which is the TV and the actual NES uh, set that is coming out. But this week, we also found out that Monopoly Super Mario Celebration Edition and Super Mario Jenga will also be out on August 1st. And X-Rock... Jenga game looks weird. It's not like yeah, any other version I've it ever seen before. Weird. Uh, X-Rocker, who makes uh, gaming seats and gaming chairs, will have Mario Edition chairs out on August 1st as well. I'm not so, wanting a new chair. I, I need to, to look, look into that. that. Yeah, <laughs> I need to look at that. I, w- I want to ask a question. What the crap is happening on August 1st? There's got uh, to be something going on. You know, yeah, Justin, in his last night's recording, kind of... Uh, hinted in a tinfoil hat sort of way that something might be coming down. July 31st. That's what I'm thinking. So this coming Friday? Yeah. This coming Friday. Um, I'd expect to see something. I'm just saying. Yes. Like, I'm not, we don't have any outsider, insider information. We're outsider information <laughs> here uh, at Nintendo Dads. Those chairs actually don't look very comfortable. <laughs> oh, you looked it up already. Yeah, I was just pulling does. it up. There is one that's like a traditional like desk chair. Yeah, but it's 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 still the same chair just on 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 a foot when it has arms. <laughs> yeah, my son had one of these like a video game rocker thing. He really liked it. Uh but he was I could not imagine me getting down in the floor and up out of that thing. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh no. Right. I didn't no, I didn't want to do that. Yeah, that, that, uh, those so, aren't chairs for adults. Thank you. No, those are those are coming out uh, August first as well. You can get uh, I think there's Mario and Luigi and Princess Peach versions. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, and it could just be that Nintendo signed a bunch of uh, you know like marketing contracts and they all happen to coincide with August first. But uh, yeah, so it's ju- also just- Mario's thirty fifth year. Yeah, so Justin Justin was. 
suggesting that there might be some other announcement coming as uh, as you said and uh, another th- and I think you know 2 weeks ago I think I said that Nintendo should be announcing something before their next financial briefing which normally would have been next week but that's been pushed back a week into the beginning of August so July 31st August 1st is still before when that briefing will be but why on a Saturday <laughs> It's just a weird. It's a weird time. They did it in direct on Monday. Every nothing makes sense anymore. Well, they drop they drop news at eleven o'clock at night on Twitter. <laughs> hey, here's Paper Mario. It was also uh, says Bakugan two the sequel. If oh my god. <laughs> oh. Oh. Guys, let's discuss some things. Yeah, episode says it's not 11 o'clock at night in Japan. That's true. That's true. It's, it's like 10 in the morning. Saying. Yep. Uh, <laughs> let me throw this one out here before our other big discussion topic. Uh, I thought this was really interesting. Metacritic, uh, which has long been, um, you know, a site for reviews, for video games, movies, all kinds of stuff. And uh, trolls. From both and trolls, <laughs> critics and users, uh, reviews. Uh, and has long Users been starting with about, an L, right? Not losers, users. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Depends also, on who it is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, they've also long been uh, talked about for the review bombing that goes on over there. Uh, when a new game comes out, a lot of people rush and give it a negative review and drive down all the, the star rating or number rating or whatever. They announced this week that they will now delay user reviews on games for 72 hours post-release. So three days post-release before a user can review a game. Uh, I want to ask you guys, do you think this is a good move or a bad move, and why? I want to know what took them so long. Well, I think this is great. This is this is smart. They should have done this a long time ago. I don't think it's going to do anything. It's just delays the inevitable. It does delay it, but at least you get an idea of people who actually have the chance to review the game and add to the scores without the stupid people who've gone on and just wanted to bomb the site to make something look bad because they were mad at something. I like it. I think it's great. Uh, I'm like, Tim, why did it take you so long? <laughs> right? Like, why, why, why? I'm not saying it's a bad idea. It's just I don't think it's enough, but I don't know what they can do to make it better. A week out. I th- it could be a year out. It was. It was not going to do anything. It'll still just bomb a year later. <laughs> so, yeah. so I mean, unless unless they create some sort of membership, I don't know if that's what they do now or not. But if you're a user, you create a membership, and you got to go through something when you create a membership before you can uh, yeah, put your score on there. At least like reviews on marketplaces where you actually do the purchase. They can at least verify you've bought the item before yeah. allowing it. But Metacritic, Metacritic isn't a merchant, so they they can't exactly do that. True. But I mean, I mean, I I don't know how you enter in user scores if you have to become a member of Metacritic's site and it's free membership or whatever. But yeah, I try not to spend too much time at the cesspool. Yeah. yeah I don't so use. I user, honestly user don't know of anybody who really uses Metacritic. As a serious tool, I use it more for research 
for past yeah. things, but not future things. The actual critic numbers, while it's, you know, I, I don't think people, like, publishers should rely on that for, like, giving bonus, bonuses to the developers. That's ridiculous. But still, it it's, it is, looking at the critic score is a good measurement of how well a game is or isn't doing. Like, a game that is averaging six to eights, you should be able to see that it's like 65 or 72 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. But the user scores are completely meaningless. Well, yeah. Just, what, just take them, take them out. They've yeah. become they, where, they serve where no it could point. have been, it could have been useful because just like if you were to go to Amazon and stuff, but to Jesse's point, yeah. Amazon has good, more control over it because they can say, yeah, this person bought it. But still, the idea well, was it, to get actual feedback from people who played the game to get you know, you're not. It's kind of like us. People coming to us to say, "Hey, what do you think of the game?" and getting our feedback on it because they either trust how we uh, view a game or they have similar taste to us. So they come to us to look at that, or they go to IGN, or you know, and, and again, whatever. and that's that's the proper way journalism is supposed to work. Yes. Yeah. Not not be a, a, a tr- troll hole on the internet. Well, I or think go to our communities and then just talk about it with each other. That say, hey, what did you think of that game? Most of the time, like I said earlier, I don't go to Metacritic because I don't trust it. But I do trust, um, you know, IGN. I do trust uh, Kind of Funny. I do trust uh, people in our Discord because, I, you know, there's a track record of games that they've played that I like. Or mm-hmm. I trust their opinions. I trust you guys' opinions on, on things. That, I think that Metacritic as an experiment is is dead. I, I really don't see the need for it anymore. Like all those other, like if you want to, if you want to aggregate critic scores, that's fine. Just shut the user portion down. Yeah. Just like be I said, done I, with it. I like using it for researching past things, and not necessarily for things that are coming out in the future. I don't. Yeah. Really get it. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Just I think this. Take the user section down. Otherwise, it serves no purpose. Otherwise, what you what you could do if you still wanted user interaction is users can comment and they can leave a written review of the game, but they cannot give it a score. That would make people have to actually dig and do their own research. Only scores would be critic website reviews. Something that you qualify for. But that way... That way, people still feel like they have a voice, and they can still go on Metacritic and say, "I don't think this is a good game." But there's no thumbs up, thumbs down. There's no numbers. There's no smiley faces. There's no colors. It's just a text review. That's it. And if you don't want to write a text review, you can't review the game. Problem solved, Metacritic. I'll take the check. <laughs> you can send it to. No. Anyway. Uh, I just thought that was interesting that, that, that that's happening. Like that toxicity is being realized and they're trying to do something about it. Yep. Uh, whereas before they've let it run rampant. We'll see how um, it goes with the 72 hour. Thing. Yeah. Probably still won't. I'm, I'm kind of on Jesse's side. I still don't think he'll do anything. For 72 hours, it'll do something. <laughs> Maybe no, so. It'll, it'll do nothing for three days, and then it'll do nothing. Well, uh, it, some, it'll again, do it, something negative. It gives the opportunity for the game to have 
the voice that it needs to from the, I guess, journalism critics or whatever, so that you can go research. If you, if you use it, you can go research what the culmination of all those things are in that one point without it being, uh, um, you know, messed up by the, the users. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this other thing. This was in our doc from last week and we didn't, of course, didn't have to do a show last week. It's been, been there for a number of weeks. It's just carried over. I think this is an excellent, excellent discussion, uh, in light of news that came out today that Dragon Quest 11 S is going to be released on PlayStation 4 and Xbox, but it's going to immediately also be on Xbox Game Pass for free. Basically. Uh, and this was a big deal for this game to come to Nintendo Switch. And now all of a sudden it's showing up in December for other systems and even free on other systems. Um, but here's and other games have happened like this, too. And yeah. this is why this was brought up. Right. And that's what I was going to get to. But listen to this. Third party games for sale on Nintendo Switch are also appearing on sale free or with better features elsewhere, like PSN sales, Xbox Game Pass or Google Stadia. Streaming and joining the streamer features. Yeah, and Apple if Arcade. You know, a lot of games launched with Apple Arcade that we yes. didn't see until this spring. Well, this and summer. games games that have games that were announced for Nintendo Switch indies like Inmost, which are still only on Apple Arcade. Uh-huh. But I want to play on my Switch because I want to play I don't like playing games on my iPad that take a controller. I don't. Uh, anyway, it says, if your system of choice to play on is Nintendo, does this worry you? What kind of impact do you think this has on Nintendo and their decisions in the future? What kind of impact does this have on you as a Nintendo fan? Uh, it's interesting that this has been brought up uh, because uh, Tim earlier streamed part of Carrion, which is from Devolver Digital. It just came or It is out right now for Nintendo Switch, right? Yes. It's been released. You can buy it on Nintendo Switch or play it on Xbox Game Pass for free. Yep. Uh, another great example of this is uh, Burnout uh, Paradise Remastered came out on <laughs> Nintendo Switch. It was $50 or $60. Yeah. Uh, it is available on, uh, I think, PlayStation and Xbox for $10. It, and and the week it launched on Switch, Steam had it for 5 Yeah, Steam had it for 5 So, um Tim, you you're like I think this is, I think you're probably more class uh, cross platform than than any of us. <laughs> um, what what do you think about this? Like how does how does it make you feel to see a game that uh, maybe you just laid down twenty bucks for on Nintendo Switch and it's on Game Pass uh, for free? Well, before before he answers that. Third strongest mole says Game Pass isn't free though, right? It's like ten bucks a month, but again, with the paid subscription, it's free. It's like and ulti- ultimate is fifteen. Yeah, it's like if you have an NSL or Nintendo Switch Online, you can play Tetris ninety nine for free on. Right, but if you don't, you can't. So it's kind of like that. Yeah, you're paying for the Game Pass, but to get and then you get access to these games that you're paying for on a monthly basis. So, yes, I have the Nintendo Switch. I have a PlayStation. I have the Xbox Game Pass for the PC. Uh, we were talking about a little bit before. We were talking a little bit about this beforehand, and I think we even talked about a lot of this on the dinner table. But I brought this up because of that. Uh, this was the, I brought this up because of Stadia also coming up 
Uh, one of the things features they offer is, you know, being able to stream and join a streamer feature, you know, type of thing. And I thought that was interesting, but, uh, in some of the games they were showing in their thing, uh, in their presentation, I believe, or, uh, I think maybe one or two games are on Nintendo or will become Nintendo, but mainly game, the biggest culprits are PSN going on sale. The game, same games that we get, they go on sale in, in PSN. Or it's coming for free to play, or part of your Game Pass, I should say. I think that's probably what Third Strongest Mole was trying to get at. It's not necessarily free, it's just part of what you get to play. You don't have to buy the game, you get to play the game uh, in Game Pass. So, for me, Carry On, great example. It is available on the Xbox uh, Game Pass for free, uh, for the PC as well. So I could sit here and play it on my PC. But the biggest thing is, is that the Nintendo Switch allows me to go up to bed and play some of these games when I'm laying down or whatever, or allows me to go sit on the throne, you know, and play some games. It allows you more opportunities to play, especially when you're a busy person, right? Um, and I'm not like, not like my kids where they could sit down like my daughter right now. She's totally in the PS4 games, right? Uh, so because she has the opportunity to sit in her room and play, you know, whereas for me, I can, well, now being with COVID, I'm here at work, at home working, but I can bring down my Switch down with me next to me while I'm working and I can quickly pick it up, play it during my break or lunchtime. Or, and then I can, when the day is ended, I can take the Switch upstairs with me and play it wherever. But more and more, as we're seeing, we're getting more and more of the uh, like the X cloud features where we can do some of the things we can do on the switch. We can have our main console on the TV, but be able to play it on our mobile device, which is going to be scary for Nintendo. I think for those opportunities, like one thing I'm starting to play with now, in fact, uh, for anybody who's uh, watching right now, I bought a, one of these things for my PlayStation controller where I can actually put my mobile phone on here and play via um, a remote play for the PS4 is what they call it. Uh, play one of their games. Like I got Ghost of Tsushima and I'm playing that and I was going to try that. And I just got this add-on to the controller to be able to put my phone on it. And yeah, play I've used the remote play way. function before, like to play Persona 5 on my computer while my yeah. son was playing Wii U yep. on the big TV. So, and you mentioned <laughs> that, right? It's remote play. You can play on the computer. You can play on mobile devices now. Uh, so you can just connect your PlayStation 4 controller with that. Um, and so it becomes the, the fact of I can throw this in my backpack controller and just have my phone that I always have on me and then just bring out, break out the controller if I'm sitting somewhere and start playing because I haven't tried it yet, but they're saying with the remote play, I should be able to connect to my PS4 at home through a mobile hotspot and play. You, you can. I've got a friend who does that all yeah, the time. Uh, you gotta have you're going to have some pretty have, good stuff. You're going to have Broadband some pretty gnarly that. latency, but it'll work. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's here's, probably here's not the good difference. for certain games. But though, Tim, like, I, I think Nintendo has something to worry about with that in three or four years. And what I mean by that is like what Jesse just said. I think the technology just, it's not there yet. We've seen but, this with Stadia. That's the thing uh, you just said, three to four years, right? But when we were first talking about this, we said 10 years. 
I was We've sure. already moved it up three to four. And sure, I think no, it's move I mean, and we're the, the the faster fiber and five G can get into places. Yes, the more in trouble Nintendo will be. But for now, here's the deal: people like me can't do remote play. Correct. We can't do Games Pass. We can't do that kind of crap. So the Switch is king for me because yes. I, and I want it on the Switch. But and and I think it's it's kind of crappy and it's kind of dirty for these other companies to say, oh, it's coming out on the Switch this week. Let's put it on sale on our store for $5. Yes. That, and that business. is a Sony thing. That It is business. I get it. But dirty it is, business. It is it's <laughs> dirty business. And it's all in the name of let's gank some sales. Right? Yep. Let's stop some sales from going over there. And to me, that is also... The, the the operations of a company that's scared. Well, the biggest problem is that of this are because Switch rarely gets games day and date with other systems. If they did, you wouldn't have this problem. Oh yeah. And that well, therein lies the issue too. Why we're so frustrated with Nintendo not announcing a lot of the stuff that we want. Right. A lot of us want this Nintendo Switch to be our primary system, mm-hmm. our primary gaming system. But when we see all these other games and all these other companies announcing all this other stuff and we're not getting something on the same level, that's when we get disappointed and frustrated with Nintendo is we're not getting the same it, level of I will say this. The, the question asked, does this worry you? Uh, to me, it bothers me more than it worries me. And I'll tell you why. I think that other companies uh, treat... Indies like crap. I think that Sony treats indies like filler for their store. I think that Microsoft treats indies well if they're big time indies, like if it's Cuphead or if it's uh, Ori. Or I, I guess Ori's not even a, a real indie, is it? Uh, you know, Faye and stuff like that. that <laughs> comes from a certain developer. It comes from a certain thing. Nintendo treats indies well because at, in the Wii U era, for the last two years of, of the Wii U, indies were all they had. And that's where they, they developed the Nindy program and they, and they went all in on indies and developing indies and finding them and promoting them. And what the problem is and what, what kind of makes me disappointed and what kind of makes me upset is that Nintendo had a golden opportunity with the Switch to really promote indies and do it well. And for the most part, they have not done a good job because the eShop is a mess. Right. And as long as the eShop stays the mess it is, it, Nindies won't do well. Yeah. It's now, like Steam. I know Unless that, you know what you're looking for, you'll never find it. Right. And and the thing is, is that I know we hear these stories over and over and over again, like Blossom Tales and others that say, you know, launching on the Switch saved my company. Launching on the Switch sold more than everything. But for every one of those that you hear, there's, I had to put my game at one one cent to get it seen. You know, I had to, I have to do a, a 50% off cut on my games so that they'll show up. Nintendo told me they were going to feature this and they didn't. So I wanted to add to that what you're saying there is, uh, I think what you're right. The eShop sucks when we're trying to look at games and stuff like that and search for things and uh, not a lot, not 
a lot of these smaller titles can get to people like us or other bigger areas, like other creators, uh, content creators to share their game content. But that's where I think too, where content creators can help, where if we can, if we get to play these games or get to talk about them, then we can say, Hey, check out this game in the eShop. And then maybe Nintendo's not promoting it on their feature list, but at least these content creators as small as us or bigger than us can start sharing these games. I think that helps a lot without having the eShop that we, we all are looking for. Yeah. Well, it also says think- for every Blossom Tale, there's, there's a chicken wiggle. Oh, no. You just opened up a can of worms now. <laughs> Thanks a lot, episode. We're going to do, do an after oh. episode on Hatch Tales. <laughs> it's going to be called How... Never mind. Mm. Oh, did I'm you try- see that? You saw that Look, blow up I've been in gone, our Discord, right? I've yes, I've been I've been gone for a month, and I promised myself that when I came back, I would try to be nicer, and I would try to not. Mm, okay, I got to count down from ten. Y'all move on. <laughs> Don't worry, Gary. Gary will take care of it for us in the chat. It looks like it looks like he's in there. I just like I want a whole video podcast of Gary talking about hatch tales. Seriously. I want that. I need that. Inject it right into my veins. Uh, guys, we want to hear from you. Does it worry you that these games are coming out on Xbox and PSN and they're getting discounts or Game Pass while we're over here paying $20, 30 35 $40 for them? Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know in the comments on uh, on the video. Let us know on YouTube, uh, Twitter. Email us. I know for for me, if it comes down to having to buy the game, like in the case of PSN versus eShop, I'll do it on the Switch, even if it's maybe a little bit more. But you know, I am kind of depending on what Xbox's pricing is going to be. I'm thinking about getting it one because Game Pass just looks looks it's getting it's almost too good to pass up. Yeah, going to do even, like what John did with his Xbox, even, right? You know, Twenty two games listed I mentioned today. I'm interested in maybe one of them, but there are other games more on the indie side that you know have my interest. That yeah, might I might might be worth just paying the ten dollars a month to get access to it versus waiting and paying twenty five on the Switch. Well, a lot of those games are coming to PC, and I've got the Game Pass. I don't like playing PC. on PC anymore, like I used to. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that's five bucks, and a lot of those games are coming to the PC, and you don't need to buy an Xbox if you want to play. Uh, yeah, I'd rather sit on my couch versus this chair. <laughs> this. I'm sure you could figure out a way to get the game to play. On if your anybody couch. on this podcast can figure out a way to get that game so you can play on the couch, it's Jesse Waldeck. Exactly. <laughs> it is from I'm your PC. You, from your PC. Uh, anyway. Let's move on and uh, take just a minute and talk about some upcoming events. So a couple of announcements we wanted to let you know about uh, that are coming up uh, within the next month. Nintendo has announced a new, I'm making air quotes here, Splatfest for <laughs> Splatoon 2. Uh, it's going to be on August, the weekend of August 21st. It's Chicken versus Egg. They also announced during this time that there will be two more bonus Splatfests between now and March 2021. So basically what we're saying is, confirmed, Splatoon 3 comes out March 2021. (laughs) Or April. (laughs) Yeah. So you heard it here first, Nintendo Dads. We're right. Uh, Also, uh, for Nintendo Switch Online members... 
From July 29th through August 4th, you will have the opportunity to download and play Pokken Tournament DX for free on your Nintendo Switch. They've done this before with ARMS. I think they did a free weekend for Splatoon 2. Uh, and now Pokemon Tournament. This is actually a really fun game. If you love Pokemon, uh, if you have kids, uh, this is a fantastic fighting game to play with kids. Uh, it's simple to learn and hard to master. Uh, there's, um, it's, it's just really cool. Like, I don't know why it didn't take off more than, than it did, but, uh, you gotta check it out. It's really good. And you have a whole like five days there to play around with it. You could probably get your fill of it, even if you don't like it. Also, Pokemon Go Fest is this weekend. It is 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. local time, Saturday and Sunday. And Jesse's going to be live streaming some of those events over on our YouTube channel. So be sure to check that out. Uh, if you haven't seen the 4 billion Pokemon Go commercials that they're showing on TV promoting this. It's like every time I turn on my TV. Grandma's ripping the backyard and revealing the Starlights. Yeah, you know my favorite? That way. Doing you know my favorite part of that commercial is, is they're like, download Pokemon Go, mobile device not provided. <laughs> right. Mobile device sold separately. Like, really? Really? That, 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 that's the 21st century version of batteries not included or some assembly oh required from when we were kids. Mobile device not included. Download it, though. Oh my gosh. Download it uh, into your brain and the device will just yeah, manifest. Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> stupid. You know, you know why they have to do that? It's because somebody tried to do it. They're like, I downloaded it. I didn't have a phone. I thought they were going to give me a phone. I'll sue you. Welcome to the world we live in. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about what we've been playing, shall we? <laughs> says you all have phones right <laughs> I thought you had to download it on a pen- piece of paper and a pencil well, that, was, that was a BlizzCon reference when they made the yeah. Diablo oh, mobile yeah. event you all have phones don't you hold on I got my phone right here hold on. Hello? stupid stupid Hello? nice stupid. oh my gosh <laughs> yeah That's, I don't know I don't have Hello? anything to hold up for a phone for, for, oh, for yeah, those open. that for those on the audio version, he's hope he picked hello? up his GameCube. Oh, hello. hello. <laughs> this is hello, Satoru. A lot of are you there? Uh, no, too soon. Uh, Tim, you've been playing a ton of games. Please understand. Holy crap! Uh, what? Not that many. It's a lot of games. That's normal for Tim. <laughs> what? Tell us about what you've been playing. Two minutes well, tops. Let's go. All right. Well, what I haven't been playing is still have I haven't get, gotten back into my into the depths, but I do want to get back into that. I did maybe play a tiny bit, but uh, I've been playing one game I can't talk too much about because it's still under a little bit of an embargo, which is Lost Wing. Uh, it is a shmup, um, and shmup. Uh, I forget what kind of angle it's on. It's not necessarily a top down or a side view. It's more what do you call it isometric kind of yeah or no way it's behind it starts off behind and then it goes isometric in some spots but um i'm hoping to be able to play that uh when it gets closer to me doing it uh doing a stream of it yeah. so this, it just, be fun. it's not the same shmup that the dads after dark people are playing that's a different no, game no no <laughs> go listen to the dads after dark for that one <laughs> about waifus or whatever so yeah <laughs> uh uh, and I'll let 
don't know about that game. Yeah. So did I. (laughs) Animal Crossing, of course, because I've been really busy lately, and that's what my family likes to play, and we get together. Sammy loves getting on other people's islands. He does not take care of his own island. He likes to go to other people's islands and play on there. And, you know, we like to hang out together on the island. So when I get off of work and we're done eating dinner, we'll all jump on uh, somebody's island, my island, his island, my wife's island. And occasionally, like I said, my teenage daughter will break away from her PS4 and come play with us, too. But not very often anymore. <laughs> she's moved on. She's she's into GTA right now. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, I know. It, she's been talking about uh, how she's been doing. Um, uh, what's the thing? The heist. Thing? She plays heist. Yeah, thank you. GTA Online. She's done like a bunch of heists and stuff. And I'm like, great. My daughter's learning how to be, uh, you know, a gangster. That's awesome. So, but at least she gets straight A's. So that's good. <laughs> so, uh, I wish I could uh, just, say the same for my kids. Uh, before before the show, I did play a little bit of carry in. Uh, the Devolver game, the uh, the reverse horror game, which I think is hilarious. I I have to say that I'm liking it so far. Can't say I'm loving it. I only played about 15 minutes of it. First thing I noticed was the the camera on it because of the way it moves with the creature. If you go back and watch it, just you might get motion sickness. <laughs> Possibly the way it moves, even though it's a 2D game. But it's also you, giving me a... Were you only planning on 15 minutes? Or did you play 15 minutes for the same reason why I played only half an hour yesterday? No, it was only because we, we were getting ready to do the show. So okay. I thought I had to drop off. So a, re- a reverse horror game is where something creeps down a hallway and jumps out and makes people happy, right? No. Reverse horror game, meaning that you're controlling the monster and Ooh. you're going after the uh, uh, people who kept who captured you and did tests on you and all that. You're in this underground facility and you have to make your way through the facility, killing the people who captured you, the scientists, the engineers and whatever, murdering them. Sweet revenge. Uh, eating them so that you can I'm build them, your them, flesh up from eating them. And... Um, you it's it's actually because that's how biology a, works. It, it gives me a Metroid. I'm just gonna say Metroid feel. I'm not gonna say Vania. It's a Metroid feel so far because you're going through some ca- corridors. It's a Castle Roids feel, right? <laughs> yes, there you go. Feels Castle like Roids. Castle Roids. Big Castle Roids feel because you do have to go back to some areas, and I'm sure as you gain some abilities, which I haven't done yet because it was only 15 minutes getting a feel for the controls. A uh, few people stopped by and saw, but uh, yeah, it was for the 15 minutes I played. I definitely want to jump in more and learn more about the game and what it could do. Uh, the control to to grab things was also a little bit difficult too, because you have to use your right stick to move your tentacles to grab things. Uh, you aim your tentacles towards that, and then you grip with the R button, if I remember correctly, for the trigger. Uh, so. It wasn't as tight as I would have liked it. And I was using my, um, I was actually using this PlayStation controller as my pro, pro, uh, my pro Joy-Con or pro controller. Uh, cause I use the 8 bit do connection, the USB 8 bit do to use it that way. Uh, so I don't know if it was because of that. I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try it again in handheld mode and see how that goes and then come back and do another stream of it. But yeah. 
probably talked a lot more than I needed to for just playing 15 minutes of it, but so far that's been fun. Of course, like a lot of you guys, Paper Mario, the Origami King, I've been, even though I didn't think I was going to play it because I've been letting my son play it, I've been playing here and there. I only got up to where I uh, found Luigi. So I'm definitely not as far as a lot of you guys, but I got found Luigi in the, you know, the basement of the castle that was ripped out of the ground. And that's where I left it. So I need to get back to that as well. Uh, and what's kind of been taking most of my time too, mostly on the weekends, not during the week, is the Nintendo Dads game, Ghost of Tsushima. It's a PS4 game. I've been playing I want to know about this game. Oh my gosh, the visuals on this game. And, and I did see this is, I have a second console, right? So it's for these type of games that we don't get on the Nintendo console. So that's why I got this game. This is my, I'm going to spend time on PS4 type of thing. Uh, type of game like Jedi Fallen Order was for me earlier in the year. It was that, that was my, I'm going to go sit down for, you know, a long time on the weekend, you know, either Saturday or Sunday or whatever. I go to that and play that. And that game, like I said, is beautiful. It has some, uh, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild feels to it because of the openness to it. I think they even said themselves that that was an inspiration for their a lot of the things they built into it. I love Sucker Punch as a company who makes games because I'm a big fan of infamous games that they've done, especially the the first two, the, or I should say first two in the uh, DLC that they had, the vampire one for Cole. But um, yeah, Sucker Punch makes awesome games, and I like how the game feels so far. I haven't gotten very far either in that one. Um, I'm just starting to learn some of the mechanics uh, of that as well, uh, to learn how to become a ghost samurai, if you will. Uh, just w- learn to move where you're actually abandoning some of your samurai, uh, values to become a ghost. So it's very interesting so far. Again, it's a beautiful game. I'm not disappointed at all so far. Um, I would highly recommend that if you got a PS4 and, and a lot of people are saying this is PS4 swan song game, which I agree makes sense. Maybe oh, and now. I did get PS. I did get a PSVR game too, because I did pick a PSVR a couple weeks ago. Is it Iron Man? It is Iron Man. I picked up the bundle for that game. <laughs> oh, I want this game so bad, <laughs> but I haven't played it yet. So I got to sit there. I got to get. Oh, to Tim, it, so. you got to, you got to do it tomorrow. You got to tell me how it is. All right. Uh, now that Sucker Punch is done with Ghost of Tsushima, maybe they could get back to making Sly Cooper games. Maybe. I would love that. That's, one, that's, that's my favorite PlayStation series. Uh, I like my series. sushi with tuna. Sushi. <laughs> so you would like a Ghost of Tsushima tuna? Uh, uh, ghost of Sashimi? <laughs> ghost of Sashimi. He likes the really spicy ones, huh? Is that what that is? Because these ghost I peppers. have to be in the mood for wasabi. Ghost of California roll? <laughs> nah. That's what I've been playing, uh, guys. Yeah, Jesse, what you been playing? Okay, I have... Uh, none of these games are going to be very happy games, I don't think. Uh, I'll start with uh, what I tried to play yesterday, and tried is the keyword. Uh, Rain Swept, we got a code in, a review code for that. The game releases tomorrow. I was, you know, the embargo, I think, was Tuesday. So after that, I could start doing anything, you know, start playing it or streaming it. It's, uh, you're a detective sent to a small town where there's a murder mystery of 
which seems to be a murder-suicide, and the whole the local police department and then all the sit- local citizens are like, yep, that happened. What, what are you doing here? And you're like, I'm not convinced, you know. So, uh, the, the, the story to me just seems like really generic. You know, something's going on in this guy's past because like in the middle of walking, he'll, he just collapses onto the floor. I'm like, okay, I don't know why that happened. I'm sure I'd figure out why if I kept on playing the game, but, uh, just, you know, the very first thing I try to do, you know, when I see a menu is, you know, use the D-pad to manipulate the the, the options and, it just, you know, left stick only. So I'm like, okay, I'm already not liking what they're doing with the user interface. So everything had to be used in the stick, even on 2D menus. And the guy's walking speed was really slow. He had a, a slow gait anyway, but was like he, he could have doubled his walking speed and it still would have been considered slow. So I just couldn't deal with having this guy walk. And of course, there's a scene where it's like almost like a fetch questy thing, not too big, but you talk to a mechanic, says, go get my wrench out of the box. It's locked. So you have to go back to the guy. Oh, I think my key's over there somewhere, the other direction. So this whole thing took five minutes because you walk so slow. Uh, it was just driving me crazy. And so, yeah, I, I just couldn't play that anymore. I had to stop playing. And uh, that was so, that was the fifteen minute one, or I thought you played that one. Long, that, was, that was thirty I, minutes. Was the thirty minutes. Yeah. So, so that's up there on YouTube if you want to watch that. <laughs> um, then everyone, you know, everyone was glowing reviews of CrossCode. Justin liked the game, so I figured, huh, okay, I'll give it a try, and. I, I I'm not getting it. It's I don't know if it's just because I've been so burned out on MMOs over the years. It's or what, but it, it throws so many subquests on you that doesn't tell you where where you need to go, who you need to see, other than sometimes a portrait. But all the portraits are, are pixel art that are sixty four by thirty two pixels, so they all look the same. So. So, you know, I didn't do any of the subquests. Uh, the, when I did the tutorial, I was playing it on handheld because I was trying to do it like, like in bed or something. And it wanted me, it played like a twin stick shooter. You walk with the left stick, you aim with the right stick, and then it's a trigger to fire. But with the connected Joy-Con, it was awkward to do that combination for me. It was easier when I played it on the Pro Controller, but I, just, I was not comfortable playing it in handheld mode. And then even the Melee, they teach you with, to use the right button, the R button. So I'm like, all right, I'm not a fan of games where that's the primary attack button. I later find out, and, and they tell you the shield is the L button. I found out by experimentation that there are face buttons that correspond to the melee attack and the shield, but if you're doing the the range attacks, you have to use R. Or even trying to use the right stick and that button, it just can't be done because they're an inch away from each other. So you have to use R to be. So it was just, and I wasn't. I'm not sure if I'm under leveled 
did you, Jim, did you play this one at all? No, not yet. I all did right. win it from uh, our friends over at the Xbox Drive. I did win it for the oh, okay. Xbox. Maybe I need to ask, I didn't play it yet. ask Justin this question, but um, when when you get near the end of the first day, the first game day, you have a duel with one of the other players in the game. And he's level 10, I'm level 5. So I got my butt handed to me. And, it, you know, losing the fight, win or lose, nothing. the game continues. So I'm like, was I supposed to grind to get a higher level to have a chance of beating this guy? Or what? And then, so day one ended, so I went to sleep and then respawned the next morning and met up with the NPC that I was partied with. Well, I guess he's... A, to the to the game is an NPC. Everything is an NPC, but to the story, he's actually a player logged into the game. It's kind of confusing, but so you you part you party up with him again, and he's now level ten too. I'm like, now am I under leveled? Should I have grinded? Do I need to grind now? And that that that's when I stopped. That sounds because, confusing. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, you don't like I, I don't like the quest system. I don't like the combat. The story is interesting, but I need more than that to go. I come, come, you know this. Your character is kind of like an AI in the game, but you were a player, and something happened that you. So I, I'd like to know what happened, but I'm not. Well, I'm not wanting to put in the hours to figure out what. Uh. Just then, ask Justin when he's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in two years. <laughs> Between all the Fortnite he plays. Right. Uh, third, Mole says that he did some quests to get to level nine and did beat him. Hmm. He, he played it on PC and got about five hours in, where I was only maybe two hours in. Um, and the last game I want to talk about is Paper Mario. Uh, I I won't give anything spoilery, but so let's put it this way. I'm I'm in the middle of the fourth area. I I'm not a fan of the boss fights boss fights up to this point, the first three areas. But I, other than that, I I really enjoyed the game. You know, Justin asked, <laughs> "What would you rate the game?" You know, but on one to ten. And I said, depending on when you asked me, I would be giving you a different answer. So, if I say the first three worlds, I would probably give it an eight. You know, yeah, it has issues. It takes and it takes a while to get used to the ring puzzle system to line things up, and there are items that you can get along the way that'll help uh, with that. And then, world four started, and when I realized what it was doing. It was amazing. I say it was, you know, nine or ten, and then you get a little bit more in, and then you really realize what it's doing, and I'm like, oh, okay, this isn't as fun anymore. And then, <laughs> and you know, okay. I might in a few weeks I might explain more details, but again, I don't want to do any spoilers yet because the game's less yeah, than. Yeah, I haven't gotten there yet, so yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. So, <laughs> so yeah, there's the game's doing something, and then oh yeah, the game's really doing something. 
And then uh, I, I got to the mid-boss of that world, and I literally rage quit. And, and I haven't touched the game since Tuesday night. I haven't gone back to it. So it went from damn near a 10 to rage quit within an hour. <laughs> that takes skill. Sharp drop. Wow. <laughs> Only Nintendo can do that. <laughs> Mech is asking if I like Bug Fables. I liked it. I liked it. But again, it kind of got me bogged down with I can do multiple things at the same time and I don't remember which direction I needed to go. So I only got about halfway through the game. I won't play uh, Bug Fables just based on the principle that I hate bugs. Uh, <laughs> like I, I don't, but, I, bugs are gross. But I, I hate like bugs. I like the story of, I like the story of Origami King. Uh, I like what it's trying to do. Uh, I'm okay with it not having uh, experience points and levels. There are ways to, to enhance your character. And uh, and I think that's sufficient. So anyone who's just saying, oh, it's because it doesn't have a leveling system, I don't want to play it, that's not a good reason to not play it. Yeah. So yeah. Boss level I is sucking. Agree with that's that. a good reason to why you you may not want to play it. But, you know, I know Marty and I talked a bit pregame, and he said where I'm at is probably the hardest fight in the game. So mm-hmm. if I can get past that, then everything should be better. I Yeah, I thought that... Uh, that where he's at is the hardest boss fight in the game uh, simply because of the mechanic of it. But there's a cheat that you can do that is built into the Switch system. Hint, hint, it's a screenshot. So <laughs> take advantage of that. See, I didn't uh, even get that screenshot. I didn't even get that far anyway. that, that, where that would be helpful. Because uh, yeah. basically, I, I need... There's a level of board management I need to do in order to be able to progress. And I don't know what I need to do to manage the board. So my board is literally unplayable. So hopefully the next, next one or two times I'm in there, I can learn more about what I need to do to clear that board. Very good. Very good. So I, I'm going to kind of backpack on what Jesse's been saying here. Uh, I got... Paper Mario last uh, Friday and rolled credits on it today, this afternoon, about 4.30. Uh, of course, I've been in quarantine where I've pretty much just played Paper Mario <laughs> for the last week. Um, I, I mean, probably put in at least three to four hours a day. Yeah, I was going to ask, what do you think uh, your hours into it was? Uh, I was hoping when I quit the game after rolling credits that it would show me, but it just says first played six days ago. Yeah, it doesn't tell you until doesn't tell you until day ten. Yeah, I think that they need to change that. But anyway, so uh, anyway, I think I might have ten to fifteen hours in up to this point. I I think I probably topped out at twenty twenty five, and that's with me uh, not actively like pursuing a hundred percent, but not getting a hundred percent. Does that make sense? Like there's there's parts of it that I just didn't finish. So we're. Where I'm at with that, I think I've 100%ed every level I can. There are some levels, so some zones that I don't think I can 100% until I've unlocked other things later or saved a specific toad to unlock something. But so there's, there's two zones in red that aren't 100%. Everything else in red is 100%. Everything in blue, everything in yellow is 100%. Uh, I think 
of all those all the purple zones I've unlocked so far, I think I've hundred percent everything except for maybe one. Oh, okay. the, yeah. The again, not spoiling, but yeah, the the main area I'm still missing. I think two treasures. Okay, so I, I, I'll be real honest with you. Like Jesse said, there was probably dang near ten. Like I feel the same way, and this is from somebody who hates. Paper Mario Sticker Star with every fiber of my being. I did not finish Mario and Luigi Paper Jam because it was god-awful, too. Uh, I did finish the one about dreams, which was... What was that one? Dream Team. No, it was... Was it Dream Team? I think it was. Was that the one? That was one on the 3DS, right? Mario and Luigi Dream Team. Yeah, I finished that one. I liked it. It It's just way too long. Um... And I really did not like Color Splash. Yeah. Well, the like, problem with I the like Mario the and Luigi one. games is they you have to unlock all the areas, and then they come up with some arbitrary excuse to have to go yes. through them all again. Yeah, and artificial length. It's terrible. Uh, so, like, I was loving this game. And I, there's so many details. The, the humor in this game is on point. The visuals are fantastic. I love the contrast between the flat paper and the origami. Uh, the story's good. It, like, really, there's not really any reason to not like this game. Uh, but there are some things I think that they needed to change, and I would love to have seen them do differently. Number one, uh, by now, anybody who's played it knows that the battle system is the ring battle system. You have to line up the enemies. You have to attack them. If you if you don't line them up, you still get to attack. You just don't get an attack bonus. But you want that attack bonus. They make battles go faster. And the thing is, is there's really, besides coins, There's not even really a reason to battle anything, Uh, but it's fun. It can be fun. Uh, The other thing, the thing is, is that um, those battles are timed. Like you have a set amount of time, about 45, 50 seconds to get the rings lined up. Yeah. Only the ring manipulation is timed. Once you're in the actual choose your move, you can spend as much time as you want. Yes. So here's my, my thing. Boss fights introduce so many new mechanics and give you so many different choices. I feel like those should have been untimed. I agree. Because the pressure's already on for you to do a certain thing at certain points. And sometimes between that and the timer ticking down and everything else, I would find myself making a wrong move. Uh, and so that, that ended up being a little bit sour especially on that fight that Jesse's talking about. That fight was killer. And it's, it, it is for me, um, the, the hardest boss fight in the game. Yeah. So absolutely. And from there, it, from there, it's, it's really all downhill. Like it's still challenging. I'm not going to say it just turns into a kitty game, but I like from there, I enjoyed the boss fights. Like, uh, because, there is a mechanic. You see it in the trailer, so I'm not ruining anything here. The thousand-fold arms, which Mario's arms turn into origami. You actually don't just use that on the map. You use that in battles. You don't use it in regular battles. You use it in boss battles to, like, really put a whippet on the enemies. And that that's so much fun when you get to do that. But what people don't understand is to get to that, you would have to go through, you have to go through a process where you have to find the button to turn those spots on. And that usually right. takes a turn and, you know. Yeah. If you can get a lucky layout, you can hit the on button and land on the button, 
the switch at the same time, but usually you, in the in the boss fights I've done so far, usually it takes two turns to to do that. You have to spend one turn to set it up, and then the second turn to activate it. Yeah, because at least when you turn the switch on, they don't shut off again; they stay on. Uh, yeah. So, like, if you turn it on in the first turn and you just get to attack the enemy or you mess up and he attacks you, the next turn it'll be on until you use it. Unless that enemy has some kind of power that wipes those spaces off the board, which beginning from the second mini boss, I, I guess you could call them that. They're called Velumentals. They're like elemental enemies. Yeah, I call the second. I called it the mid-boss when I uh, yeah, talked about they, it. They kind of are. Um, the Starting with the second Velumental, they have something that will wipe space spaces off the board. But anyway, like, I would... Be, being in, I, like, I left the game satisfied. The ending was great. The final boss fight was a lot of fun. Um, the whole end section was good. Like after, after where Jesse is, like when the purple streamer, it's the fourth out of five. That, <coughs> excuse me, there's a section there where it just kind of really bogs down because of something you're having to do. And I did not enjoy that section, but I, you know, out of 25 hours, if two hours of that was not enjoyable, I call that a Still call that a pretty good game because I'm not gonna, I'm not going to enjoy everything about every game, but That's I just fair. thought it was I thought it was great. I thought the visuals, like the the different areas that you visit, are so varied and beautiful, and I me, the music too is just it's on point from the battle music to the boss music. All of it is so so good, and I know that there's people out there, and I'm t- I'm talking to you like. If you're not giving this a chance because it's not Thousand Year Door HD or it's not Thousand Year Door Part 2, please rethink that. Watch some YouTube videos of people that you love and you trust playing this game, streaming this game. Like I know a good friend of the show, Phoenix Moore, he was like, I want to love this game, but I just can't because of the battle system. I can't get past it. I was out as soon as I saw it. And I like I respect that. I get that. Like maybe he just don't he doesn't want to fool with that. I get it, but I just thought all in all, to come out of nowhere like this has in 2020, it's been a delightful package. It's it's great. Um, Roger's been playing it. I kind of looked, it, peeked on yeah, him during can, his stream yesterday, and he was where I was on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that's just like I think it's I think it's brilliant, and uh, I've loved it more than any Paper Mario game I've loved in a long time. So uh, I highly, highly recommend it. And that's me being done with the game. Like, I'm done with it. I wish, I kind of wish that I had it on a cart. I bought it as a download. I kind of wish I had it on a cart because now my son wants to play it. And I want to pass it on to him. (laughs) And he's about halfway through it. I wish I could just do that. But now it's on my Switch and I've got to let him play it. So, uh, but now it's cool because I'm done and I can kind of like help him through, through the whole thing. Uh, and, so yeah, yeah. he'll he'll probably need some assistance with some of the boss fights, at least to to get. Yeah, I've had to help him like line up a few things. Yeah, but and, and like I, I would love it too if like there had been something, even if they weren't gonna like if they if they said okay, yeah, we're gonna time boss fights. If there was a way to slow down time, 
you know, like maybe like a like bullet well, time. You can still whatever. throw money out at the ad time. You can, <laughs> but I don't like doing that. Neither do I. So, yeah. What were you going to say? There was something else? I don't remember now. Uh, uh, the only other games I've been playing this week is clubhouse games. I play clubhouse games to relax in the evenings. Uh, usually solitaire, Klondike solitaire and Mahjong. I love those. And now my daughter is wanting her own copy of it for her switch light. So I guess I'm going to be buying another copy of clubhouse games because she loves, like, she loves pig's tail and takoyaki and other things like that. So, you know, yeah. speaking of clubhouse games, something I thought of, kind of a side note here because we're talking about Animal Crossing and, and Clubhouse games, those two games. Uh, one of the things I mentioned to my family is I wish that what they would have done is when you're playing Animal Crossing, this came up today too, there's times when we're playing together and we'll come across either, you know, they got the chessboard out on the table or there's the Mahjong arcade game, right? Or even darts. There's a dart board or any of the other games you can buy and purchase and put it up in your Animal House, uh, Animal House, Animal Crossing game. <laughs> uh, I thought it would be really cool is that if you, if the system was smart enough, if you were in your Switch and you're playing Animal Crossing, you had somebody visiting and you guys came, walked up to a chessboard together, that if you both hit it at the same time or one of you guys hit it at the same time, it would boot up your clubhouse games. And you could then play chess together. That'd be cool. To, and it, or any of the other games like it that. It would actually that give would use to those objects you can buy in place and not do anything with. Exactly. I thought that would be really cool. Give you something to do in Animal Crossing. Like I said, my family likes to get together and we just kind of do random things, make up games, which is still fun. Yeah. It kind of makes me think back to like, was it the GameCube that where you could get NES games? Yeah. Yes. And then I think even Lee. Uh, New Leaf had an island you could go to to play games on it. Yeah. Uh, I think that, like, I would love that kind of functionality again, but I think with the Switch, it kind of shoots Nintendo Switch online in the foot if you're giving NES games away in Animal Crossing and stuff like that. But I get your point. Like, I wish you could play the well, board no, you game could still, that's on you the still table. have that. You would still have to buy those games, but if you have that game, it would boot that up for you. Like, if you had somebody come visit, it would boot up the game you already own or it would boot up a game that was similar. Like if you, in Animal Crossing, owned an NES game on that was online, you went to go play it, it would then boot you up. It would ask, do you want me, you know, do you want to boot up the actual game or something like that? And then you just boot it up and play it with somebody in, in the Animal Crossing. I just thought it would be kind of interesting. I don't know if the games have the ability to terminate themselves and execute another app. That's the thing. I don't I don't yeah. think I've seen anyone do that yet. I've That's seen it done in other, be smart in other enough, systems. Right? Yes. Like it but has to be a multitasking thing, right? Where one's in the back and, and um, like you can do that with some things. Like I can be doing Animal Crossing and then go to the photos or like you were saying, use uh, Origami yeah. King and use your album to look at something. But uh those are the smaller apps. So. Oh, and then speaking of Animal Crossing, I wanted to add that I, I think I've tapped out. I have not launched that game in probably two weeks. So, <laughs> oh, Animal uh, Crossing? Uh, uh, yeah, unless yeah, unless another update brings me back, I think I'm done. Well, which look, is still probably hey, we're getting another update in like three or four days. Yeah, which yeah. You, we'll which, probably see some news about that this week. Yeah, so I, I still put probably an extra two or three weeks in 
into this game more than I did in New Leaf. So I, I got my money's worth, I thought I'd say. So I'm, I'm not upset I bought it. But, you know, I, I've, again, I, I don't like game swapping. I like to play, play a game and really focus on the one game. I uh, have not booted up Animal Crossing since I got Paper Mario. So now that I'm done, uh, you know, maybe probably going back to that. So, well, guys, that's what we've been playing. Uh, we don't, and we don't have any community spotlight this week. So we're just going to round out the show with some news. All right. Um, hang on just a second. Community news. Community news. Community stuff like contests. Like uh, contests, yeah, like, like contests. Our winner Sorry, contest. I was getting I was getting an important text <laughs> from my wife, and uh, but anyway, yeah. So a few months ago, we started a t-shirt contest uh, in our Discord, and we asked you guys to send in your uh, t-shirt designs. And if you guys remember, uh, about uh, two years ago, uh, a fan of the show, Mike Patterson. Uh, patron of the show, he sent in the amazing Voltendo Dads art uh, that you can currently get over to Redbubble and buy. You can do that over at nintendodads.org. There's a link there to go buy it. And uh, what we did was we wanted to uh, get a new design because we do this about once a year. And what we did was we uh, promoted this contest. You send in your design and the grand prize winner would receive a new shirt, stickers, pin, and coffee mug with your design on it, and a Nintendo Dad's voucher for a game of your choice or a $50 eShop card. The runner-up would get a $35 eShop card. So we had the contest, and then the coronavirus hit. And it kind of got put on the back burner for a while. But we are excited to announce that as of today, we have a brand new T-shirt design in the store for you. Uh, you can head over to nintendodads.org and look at Tim, is that already up? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet, but it will be. I had a busy week. <laughs> That's okay. It'll be up in the next couple of days. I'm yes. sorry. Misinformation. The next couple of days, this brand new, uh, I'll just go ahead and tease what it's called. Uh, and this is going to reveal the winner to the person listening, but uh, Super Smash Dads is the new t-shirt and that is up in the uh in the t- in the store probably maybe by the time you hear this maybe over the weekend uh wait, the wait, winner, wait, wait. i thought it was the eggplant emoji that won i thought it was oh that. yeah that's right it just says nintendo dads with the eggplant <laughs> emoji <laughs> i'm sorry no just kidding just kidding super smash dads won and the grand prize winner is dan block fort caparello dan we want to thank you for your amazing contribution uh, I will be buying one of these shirts. I love this design. Uh, but also runner up is Sean, not the Connery, Sean Abbott. Uh, and he wins a $35 eShop card. Winners have already been notified. So you guys, uh, will, uh, get, uh, you know, we'll get with you and, uh, or we've already gotten with you by this point and we will take care of you and your eShop card. Also, um, we, um, do a monthly drawing for a $25 eShop card for our patrons. And the winner of this card for the month of June 2020, uh, we draw it and then we give it away the next month, is Vincent Fusco. Vincent Fusco. Uh, and so if you will contact us via our Patreon page, we will get um, you your $25 eShop card. 
as soon as possible. All right. So, Dan, Sean, thanks so much for uh, doing the shirts. Vincent, thanks for being a fan of the show. Uh, and that is about us for this episode, 289. We do have well, a we question, have a question from the community. We do. Yes. We do. It was one uh, that was sent a couple weeks ago. Okay. But... Yeah. Okay. Hey. You talking about the blocks? Or, uh, yes. Yeah, John Blanco, what are some under-the-radar Switch games you think people need to check out? Tim says... Shinsukai Into the Depths. One I've always talked about almost every time I'm on the show. I haven't played it this time around, but it is every time I do play it, it is... I, I want to finish it so I can say this is going to be on my Game of the Year list for 2020. Uh, that's how good I think it is so far. Um, I keep saying so far because I haven't beat it yet. I want to give it its due diligence. Maybe there's something that ends up towards the end that makes me hate it. Who knows? But right now, so far, I think that one's under the radar. I don't hear much about it from anybody. Uh, I know that there's a couple of people, I think, playing it in the community. But other than that, I don't think really anybody's maybe not interested or whatever. Um, but... I mentioned that it is kind of like a Metroidvania or Castle Roids type game again. I, I like those kind of games, so that's why I probably say that I like a lot of Castle Roid games. Uh, but this one, to me, it's it's more so Metroid Prime-ish, where you do a lot of... Um, you know how you do a lot of scanning in Metroid Prime and stuff to where you get a lot of information in that way to learn about the creatures you're attacking or being attacked by. You can do a lot of that in this game, uh, but it has you know side scrolling, so it's not necessarily uh, first person like 3D uh, like Prime was. Uh, but it's pretty laid back for the most part because you're underwater, you're discovering a lot of things underwater. Uh, ancient civilizations, or it seems like this is post-apocalyptic type game too. So you're discovering things about the past that's about looks like our time now, but in the future underwater. Um, and you're running into a lot of these big monsters and stuff like that. And that's when you start. That's where the action starts happening. It's a lot of these things come popping out when you least expect expect it. So a lot of times I'll take this game and. To bed and I'll be playing it there just kind of exploring and then all of a sudden there's these monsters attacking you and then so it's like I'm more awake now <laughs> at that time rather than relaxed but I think this is definitely a gem on a switch that I think a lot of people should check out cool Jesse I, do you have one I don't because at least I don't remember much of what I played, you know, past a few months ago. And this year, there really hasn't been anything stand out to me yet. Every, um, it, and normally, in general, games I like are games that most people won't and vice versa. So I, I don't think I'm a good one to ask this question on. <laughs> uh, I will mention two from the same developer. One of which is a very recent release, and one of which is a couple, maybe a year ago release. And that is Flint Hook, which is a 2D um, dungeon crawler roguelike uh, that features kind of non-roguelike elements where you're able to complete levels and not go back to them and also buy upgrades that you can use permanently. And it reminded me a lot of like, 
Castlevania and Mega Man together with some Metroid. Uh, it's just really cool. It's got a lot of charm, a lot of style. I feel like it just kind of hit at a time and people, it got a lot of press then, but I don't hear a lot of people talk about it now. Uh, and from that same developer, uh, there's a brand new game that just came out called Panzer Paladin. Uh, that is the love child of Mega Man, Blaster Master, and Shovel Knight. And it's just ridiculously good. Like, it's 20 bucks on the eShop. Don't even wait. Go download it right now. It's amazing. It's so good. Uh, you're in a giant mech. You're a girl in a mech, a giant mech fighting the unleashed forces of hell to send them home uh, to hell. Uh, they're being summoned by these ancient weapons. Family-friendly entertainment. And uh, it's very uh, anime-esque in the cutscenes, but it plays like a dream. The music is fantastic. The visuals are great. It's a girl in a giant mech, and even features those those uh, sequences where you have to get out and play as her uh, to and do do different things. But the thing is, is that the mech also like has limited weapons. It has a punch in the beginning of the game. You have to pick up weapons off enemies, and you can break those weapons down for new effects, like to heal yourself or to shoot a bolt of lightning or to get defense up or deflect for your shield. It's just amazing. Okay, I've, heard, I've heard some things about that one, and, and I've seen you mention it, too, that it's been amazing. So I might look into that one. But, yeah. Uh, I don't Very know. Cool. So, so yeah. Jesse, no. If you no, like, I'm, I'm just going to say this. If you like Shovel Knight, this is right up your alley. And Jesse, I wasn't going to say no uh, uh, Picross games or anything like that, be under the radar or anything like that. Oh, it's, it, Picross is Picross. You either like it or you don't. <laughs> If you don't know, try one. They're cheap. <laughs> no, uh, what's the other one you like? That the um, uh, the genie one. Uh, Shantae? Shant- yeah. What about that? Uh, I wouldn't say that that's a, a hidden gem. You know, it was kind of in your face. That's basically WayForward's mascot now. Uh, yeah, and, and it was prominently featured in Apple Arcade. So I tell you who Wayford's mascot isn't Bakugan. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I still say just uh, saying P- P- Patricia Wagon for Smash. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you on Shantae there, but Jesse, there's a game that you and I have played that I think could make your hidden gem. Uh and that's Pixel Lines. Oh yeah. Again, I don't. I loved. I love just the chillness of Pixel Lines, and there's Pixel Lines DX, and there's Pixel Lines 500 more. (laughs) I've had that game for three years, and I'm still working through the puzzle parts of the first one, and haven't even touched the second one. Uh, And I have both. Yeah, I I never finished it either. I, you know, some of those levels were huge, like 128 by 128. I think they took me like an hour and a half to do one. But again, that's kind of like Picross. It's, you know, it's either like it or you don't. And it is a little bit of a different way of thinking. Jesse's real hidden gem is the uh, waifu game we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I have not yet played uh, that actually, one. <laughs> Jesse's real hidden gem is the Magical Girl uh, bike game that came out the first week that the Switch was. <laughs> you remember that? 
I vaguely remember that now that you mention it. Uh, I don't remember this. That's probably a uh, good reason. Called, you blacked uh, it out. Oh, you, gosh. I can't, did you I look can't it remember. Up? It was download yeah. only. While Marty's looking that up, I have to say, Jesse, what, I like your shirt. It's pretty yeah, sweet. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. I got this Metroid one. I actually just got it today. Yeah. Well, well, while he's looking that up, are we, other than... Oh, it's called Vroom in the Night Sky. Yeah, I... <laughs> If you, I, I don't remember that. Your description is what reminded me about here. Let let me just read this from Wikipedia, just for fun, because it's midnight. Not do it. Uh, The player is a. (laughs) Can't even read it. The player is a magical girl who rides on a flying scooter and collects items called stardusts, while shooting missiles at giant circles in order to open a portal. The player can also earn stardusts for doing cool moves. Which can be spent so, on new bikes. Metacritic score seventeen out of a hundred. Destructoid gave it one out of ten. Nintendo Life gave it three out of ten stars. Nintendo World Report two out of ten. Destructoid, <laughs> Jed Whitaker of Destructoid, called it a steaming pile of crap. Yeah, no, I, I I did not play this one. I did not purchase it. I, I just looked it up, <laughs> and it is not safe purchased. Glenn Fox of Pocket Gamer said it is better to go outside and read a book than to even attempt to play the game. There have been some Magic Girl anime games I have purchased. I couldn't tell you which one they were, and I didn't really like them and didn't get far into it. But yeah, that one I did not try. (laughs) All right, I do have a a question from uh, Mecha Dragon sent last week. Justin kind of hinted at it. And I completely forgot about it until now. Hello, Nintendo Dads. It's Mega Dragon again. I hope y'all ain't tired of seeing my questions by now. But anyway, I wanted to bring up a point that someone on my Twitter brought up in regards to Paper Mario, since the game will be out by the time this podcast goes live. My friend told me on Twitter about how he thinks some fans are raving and playing Bug Fables to spite or show an example of Nintendo about how a proper Paper Mario game should be and saying how much more... <laughs> more better how much how much better already than it than your origami king and how thinking it's a bit disrespectful to the devs of either origami king or bug fables um so, see tweets and questions since it wasn't long ago don't have to be read in quotes okay oh okay i see what he means so one example is See, that's what bothers me about this. Bug Fables is a tribute to the older Paper Mario games, yes, but it should also stand on its own and not just be played in spite of the current Paper Mario games. And yeah, I've seen a lot of that, which is, isn't is fair to the developers. Same stuff happens with that Temtem MMO from last year, people only playing it to spite the current Pokemon games. It's similar to Tem- when Temtem came out and how everyone raved about that game, saying that is way better than Sword and Shield because everyone was just upset at the game at that point. Do your dads think that's actually something that fa- some fandoms do and whether or not that's really th- that toxic of a thing to do within a community? I mentioned that my friend with Bug Fables was announced for consoles. At the time, Paper Mario wasn't announced, but he claims that stuff has been going on for a while. Thanks for reading long email, and we'll see you later. So I kind of ag- agree. Bug Fables was originally announced, and before we knew Paper Mario was a thing. But, and I, I think both games like that 
can stand as long as can stand on their own independently. Even though one is a montage of the of of a previous game, it one's existence doesn't change the fact if the other one's better or not. And you know, playing Temptum because you don't like Sword and Shield—that's little. That's kind of. Yeah, I was going to say, know. it probably depends on the it's community, right? So, not, or that you're involved I, with. I, I don't think one company will care whether or not you play the other game, because they'll never know. So, yeah. what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, if the, if, yeah. I don't think, uh, I guess it just depends. If you're in a community that calls that out specifically, oh, I'm playing Bug Fables because of my... You know, I'm trying to send a message to Nintendo, and then you're, yeah, that's, you're going to see that more so than somebody, um, who's just playing it because it, it is, uh, homage to Paper Mario, older ones, or even, you know, RPG, you know, Mario. So, like some people have said that they want to play it because of that. It's, they, they took a lot of references to that, so they're going to play it, and then that way you get, you get the scratches that itch if you wanted to have that going back to the original Paper Mario or you and but you still could check out the new Paper Mario and get to check out these new mechanics that they give. Yeah, and- I think that playing a game just to spite a developer <laughs> is a really dumb reason to play a game. I, I'm sorry. Because yeah, that developer is never of- going to know that you didn't play their game yeah, and played yeah, something right. else. Yeah, uh, the people who you made the original Paper Mario are not watching to see if you're playing Bug Fables. Sorry. Uh, and by the way, Bug Fables is gross because it's about bugs. Bugs are terrible. <laughs> Stop playing. Stop Someone, buying games. That's why, that's why I didn't like Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight was about bugs. Why can't it just be about knights? I want to fight bugs down in the ground. I stay in my house to stay away from bugs. That's just what I do. You like your anyway. you, you like your night solid, not hollow. If it was solid night and there were no <laughs> bugs, it would be better. Just saying. All right. So, someone in the chat earlier in the show asked me if I liked uh, Origami King or Bug Fables better. I've only played you know about halfway into each game. They both have their high points. Both have their low points so far. I like them both. If you know, I would say if if I were to pick one from what I've seen so far, I'd probably say Origami King. But it's also, you know, I prefer more linear storytelling than you know that Origami King has versus the storytelling in Bug Fables. That right now, it's more. It's not. I wouldn't say open ended, but it's it's you. It's, you know, like, kind of like Metroid, going back to that example. You're you're able to backtrack to, you know, five screens the other way anytime you want, even if you have no reason to do so. Uh, You can can do that in Origami King 2, but it's it's more, the the lines between point A and point B is more linear, as opposed to in Bug Fables, there are a lot more options to go and you almost have to draw the map in order to know what you're doing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, guys, that is episode 289 of Nintendo Dads. We want to thank you for listening along or watching along with us tonight. 
And as we close out, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers. That's Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, Sean Abbott, and Antonio Contronio. We also want to say a huge thanks to all of our Patreon uh, supporters. Thank you for all you guys do. And if you want to be a Patreon supporter, you can head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads to join in. It's just a dollar a month to get started. Uh, there are other tiers available. You can check all of those out there as well. We have a website at nintendodads.org where you can go for all of our videos, tweets, podcast episodes, Patreon links, social media links, and our merch where soon you'll be able to get the brand new Super Smash Dads shirt uh, of your very own or coffee mug or sticker or duvet cover or hey, did they make masks? Did they make Nintendo Dads masks? Yes. yes. Do it. Our new logo. Our new logo yep. is on a mask. Our new logo's on there. You can get a brand new logo tee uh, as well. And you can find us in most places that we are, that you're social, we're social, we're already there. You can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail. That's 929-25-NDADS. 929-256-3237. We want to say a big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And uh, we want to remind you, download and play your favorite podcast, uh, this podcast on your favorite podcast app of choice. And be sure to leave us a written five-star review so more people can find the show and join in with all the good stuff going on over here at Nintendo Dads. For me, for Jesse, for Tim, and all the rest of the dads who couldn't be on tonight, we thank you for listening. Hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. Nintendo Dads. Wobble Puffet? Wobble Buffet?